Welcome to Shortcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hello, I'm Weary Rider. Also joining us is Grace. Hello. Hello, I'm Gator Girl. Also joining us is Evgeny. I am Argent from the Silver Sea. There's no Silver Sea. From the Sun Sea. Yes. We don't know there's not a Silver That's Sea. That's true. We don't? Yeah, yeah you're right. True. That's true. I'm canonizing it now. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and also joining us, we have Jesse. Hello, I'm Lady Lameness, and as Eric pointed out to me earlier, I am apparently from the Emerald Sea because my dress is green. And oh, yeah. this is totally planned. Totally planned, yes. guys. Yes. <laughs> and lastly, we have Veronica. Hey, I'm Cheyenne Zedai, and Christmas at Sea, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and I am Chaos, and this week, everyone, we are talking about Secret Project 1. Which is called Tress of the Emerald Sea, so that's going to be in the title. So that's, that's what it's going to be. The cover is going to be the yeah. thumbnail. That's that's what it is. The book's out. Um, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so we finally get to talk about it. But uh, do we have any show and tell? That doesn't suck, Evgeny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I have a dragon. I... Can you take that back? Can you bring I can, the I can show you my. I can't actually see it at all. My favorite mug. Wow. Yeah, I guess if we're showing off mugs, like I have a frozen mug. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Cool. Nice. I nice. think Ian wins the best show and tell. I absolutely yes. agree. 100%. I can go get a, a brush for my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Very yeah. relevant to the topic. It it is. It is. So why don't we just get right into it and do some quick spoiler-free thoughts? And let's, I don't know, we'll just go in order. Uh, Ian, go. It's really good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love else? it so much. It's way better than Lost Metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my spoiler-free thoughts. Grace, thoughts? I also really loved it. But unlike Ian, I don't like ranking Brandon so oh okay so don't put you in a tier list video that may or may not i mean i'm sure we'll do i'll tier list i'll do i'll do the tier, tier list cause your dad's video i don't want to do oh, okay list okay dad's okay dad's okay, dad's okay. Dad's the I'll, do the, I'll do the tier list and dad's. Dad's. There, there were a lot of comments like oh my god you have to do a cosmere dad's tier list episode <laughs> so that'll probably happen um, okay spoiler alert it's not heavy put it in the <laughs> yeah uh we've got a new dad even too here so mm-hmm. looks great Oh, he's up there. He's just right up there, guys. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, well, I, well, we can talk I, about that. Uh, Evgeny, swear free thoughts. I very much like this book, and it's a weird book for Brandon in terms of style, mm-hmm. uh, but I find that it works well. I don't think I would want like a lot of these in the Cosmere, but I would love a few here and there has a very, very nice, very pleasant, very cozy, comforting and comfortable vibe. Yes. You know, when people talk about like having a comfort read book, I've never really had one before. Brandon just provided me one wrapped up in a neat little package that'll turn up at my house in the next couple of weeks, probably. And uh, (laughs) this is the best 
book Brandon has ever written, I Will Die on This Hill, Come Fight Me, uh, or I don't know, we can sit and sing Kumbaya or something. Um, I think this would be great. And uh, it brought me back to having a uh, Cosmia book as my favorite Brandon book. Um, Skyward has been pushed down to number two, but oh man, did this uh, book really give me everything I wanted. Everything. Nice. Mm-hmm. Veronica. I really like this book and I like the departure in style for Brandon too. I like him experimenting and doing different things. Uh, the voice was really nice. Again, that comforting like warm blanket feel. I really enjoyed it. I don't know, I want to see Brandon experimenting more, like not all the time, but it'd be like nice to see more variety in the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I uh also agree this book is excellent um i thoroughly enjoyed it i I think lost metal was too long and this book was like a like a a really nice length for this and so i really enjoyed that i enjoyed the uh i enjoyed the style that it was in and i I agree it's nice to see brandon uh experiment right uh i I love tress the character uh i love the fairy tale vibes uh we got some cosmere stuff nice uh and yeah no i it is just thoroughly fun uh which brandon's always pretty good at starting a new cosmere thing right he he, Mm. he's he's pretty good at that yeah it's it's nice to see something that's not like just endless mistborn or stormlight sequels which obviously i want to see but like you can't change the style there like you you just mm-hmm. cannot do that right so you have to do it in some other series right so uh i i love tress uh that is what a lovely book uh i heartily recommend it to a lot of people i i think hmm maybe maybe this is a, a hot take but i think this actually is a pretty good intro cosmere book <laughs> yeah I, I i agree yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get yeah. all the references and the super casual Cosmere stuff. Yeah. But you don't need to. Yeah, it's just fun. If if this if this vibe works for people, then you can say, all right, well, now there's a Cosmere book like this. The rest of the Cosmere is not like this at all. But, you know. This is kind of like, like, I wish I could um, introduce people with Alloy of Law because it's just like a fun, lighthearted book. And you just can't do that because it's book one of era two and has all the spoilers mm-hmm. for era one. And most people actually care about those things. Yeah. And now there we have something that, that do it. Kind of, yeah, there are people that do it and they really like it. Um, and now we kind of have another version of that where it's like, look, this is a relatively short for Brandon, quick, easy read that is fun mm-hmm. and lighthearted and not too in-depth or anything. And like it, it is a good intro and Brandon does very well at all of the Cosmere things being like, Oh, what is this? I want to learn more about this instead of kind of feeling like you're left mm-hmm. out because you don't know. Yeah. And it feels like, like early Mistborn books are that where you get the small hints of Cosmere there. I think he's done the same thing here. There's just a little bit more of it. Yeah, there's, there's definitely more of it for sure. Cool. Are there any other spoiler-free thoughts, or do we got to just get... We we probably just got to get into it, right? Mm-hmm. Got to get, get out, probably. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm probably not doing uh, Secret Project video reviews. Uh, I'm I'm busy, so, yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll, we'll do podcasts. So, let's go into just 
our initial spoilery thoughts. Uh, obviously, we will go in depth on several mm-hmm. things, but maybe we should just go around and talk a- mm-hmm. probably more. In de- I imagine people will have more spoilery thoughts to say than spoiler free <laughs> thoughts uh, going around. Uh, but Ian, what 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 are your yeah. spoilery initial thoughts? So, like, there's a few things I want to touch on. One, which is I'm such a sucker for nautical fantasy. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just a genre I, I genuinely love, like Age of Sail-esque stuff. It, it's, it's just so good. I want more of it. So sailing ships. Awesome. This book started as soon as I saw C in the title. I'm like, hmm, I think I'm going to like that book. <laughs> um, the fairy tale vibes, obviously, like I also love. But something I was just reminded of recently, because I recently watched Rings of Power from mm-hmm. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that, which has reignited my inner Tolkien fan. So over for the past week, I've started listening to The Hobbit again for the first time in sure. a decade and a half and it's reminding me just how similar like hoyd's narrative style of storytelling meshes with the storytelling style of the hobbit very well it's like very strong narrative voice of like someone is telling you this story and it's like those parallels now in retrospect i'm like yes now i understand why i love this book so much because the hobbit is definitively my favorite book of all time cool thoughts uh yeah so uh for those of you who are listeners who don't know this i am a huge fan of fairy tales i read a lot of fairy tale retellings um maybe like my number one like subgenre that i (laughs) so this uh i just uh really loved all of the like fairy tale vibes i love trust the character you know we got the 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 character with like the same hair as me it's like (laughs) honey colored and a mess and i just i just love it so much um yeah this this was one where i just kind of like despite it being cosmere i felt like for the most part i was just kind of like along for the ride and not necessarily thinking about the Cosmere connections, which was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. To, to support that, Grace, I'll say that one of the weirdest things when I was reading the book the first time was that out of nowhere, there was a talking rat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And Fair. that is like, that's not, I did, I did not expect like, <laughs> Talking animals in my Cosmere book. <laughs> and more likely than you think. More likely. Right. And it barely phased me. Like there was a brief moment in which I was like, how 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 <laughs> how does that work? And then I'm like, I don't I don't care. This is like in fairy tales, animals talk yeah. all the time. So of course there's gonna be a talking rat in here. I'm not gonna worry about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it and it and that obviously, yes, there was an explanation in the yada yada. That's the kind of power I think the narrative and the format of this story has is just from from the very first page, it puts you in this particular mood and it just carries you along for the ride. Just go along with, you know, all of the people on the ship are dogs, right? Things like that. 
Wait, can I can I um, say something about about the talking yeah. talking rat? Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, this is a very very slight lost metal spoilers. So in Lost Middle, there was a scene where Wayne gives Hoyt a rat. And I, when the talking rat showed up, I was like, this is that rat. Like, something happens to this rat on its adventures with Hoyt, and now it's a mortal and can talk, and this is that rat. I saw so many people thinking that, and I wish it was true. <laughs> like, despite what happens in Trask, I'm like, man, that's such a good theory. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we will do full Cosmere spoilers, by the way, including Lost Metal as, uh, well, I mean, Aether stuff, right? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it could come up. So, yeah, just so you know. Um, but I was I was pleasantly surprised by the breadth of Cosmere lore in this one. We don't go too in-depth in most of it, even, even Aethers, which we spend so much time with we kind of get the basics down and and don't really dig too deep into how they work yeah mm-hmm. but you you ignore those we have references next to references next to references and it's mm-hmm. it it's it it fits surprisingly well it's mm-hmm. you you kind of take all of these in a stride i mean yeah you you freak out cuz dragon right yeah. but <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> But you kind of take a lot of them in stride because, and I keep coming back to the fairy tale uh, mm-hmm. nature of this. In fairy tales, weird things happen all of the time, and so I think our brains are our brains are primed to just kind of <clears throat> go with it. Accept that, yeah, there's going to be a Kandra here, and there's going to be an Elantrian here, and there's going to be a dragon here, and we just move on. And I, like that's. <sighs> It's it's a really good book, you guys. Yes, it is. Yep. Jess, spoilery thoughts. And okay, so I'm gonna jump off uh, things that both Argent and Ian said. Uh, but seeing as Argent was just talking about it, like the whole fairy tale vibe and theme of the book, and like the difference that it makes having it written in a certain way to give off that vibe. Because I had a similar thing when we got to the talking rat. <laughs> I, I very much had to pause and go, okay. And I was able to just move on and it was fine compared to Skyward where there's like, a, I do not think this is a spoiler that Mbot exists, but like yeah, yeah. Mbot just kind of shows up at some point and he's a talking spaceship. I, I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> I did not like Embot as a character for so long because it just didn't fit with the way I had read the story up to that point. Whereas I think with this one, because mm-hmm. it had that whimsical fairy tale vibe and like knowing it is a story that Hoyd is telling as well. It's like, okay, this is a Hoyd story as well. So it just kind of fit a lot better, and I didn't have as much of a jarring moment in terms of this thing. There, there was something else that <laughs> was very jarring to me. The, the other thing that, is, that Ian mentioned is like having um, nautical stories, and I love a good pirate book. I, I love books about being on the ocean, being on boats, being uh, like pirate books and all of that. And I really, 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 really wanted to read a pirate book at the point that I got this book and it just was it was everything that I had been wanting before I even kind of knew what I was going to get and I think that's why I like this book so much is it just 
completely filled and like scratched that itch that I had at the time mm-hmm. when I got the book. Um, but yeah, the, there's so many specific things I want to talk about, but this is overall thoughts. So I, I will yeah. probably leave it there, but yeah, just a uh, like full disclosure. Like I am one of the betas that got this book a year ago. Merry Christmas to us. Uh, Cause <laughs> we didn't know what these were at all. We didn't even know if they were books and uh, I got this one and other people got uh, other ones. And I was very confused because I was the only one who got something different at that point, then things changed. Yeah. Um, Cause everyone was like, oh, there's more than two books. Yeah. Uh, and I actually <laughs> had to email Brandon's editor back and be like, were you meant to send this to me? Do I have something I'm not meant to have? Um, but no, uh, and yeah, it was exactly the book that I wanted to read. So uh, Peter did very well at choosing uh, which book to send me. Peter, we we had this uh, thing where once everyone got done with their initial book, we, we could read the other ones. And I think most people were like, the one we got first is the one we like the most. And that was, that was, <laughs> yeah. the, that was yeah. pretty consistent for all. Yeah. For- all three of the Cosmere Seeker projects, the people who got this first, like, this is the best one, clearly, obviously. Uh, also fun that Peter gave Jess and I different ones, just to troll Very us. Very deliberately. Very deliberately. I think Brandon said that they gave, like, all the married couples and the beta yeah. readers uh, different Different books. books. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. Very deliberately planned. Yep. Yeah, I know Lauren got Tress and Drew got uh, Secret Project, name. too. They're okay, also super confused. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we won't we won't say the names of the the next ones, and we we won't do yeah. spoilers for the future <laughs> secret projects yet. So mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, Veronica, is spoiler initial thoughts? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I mean, all the things you guys have said, fairy tale vibes, a difference in uh, tone, and all that, and the fact that the cosmere was so casual, but there was so much of it. <laughs> it feel, really feels like a next phase in the cosmere. It wasn't lost metal, where like in comparison to the rest of Euro 2, there's just so much Cosmere and Lost Metal, and so it felt a little bit more jarring. Here, just completely natural. Like, oh, there's um, the tablet with Awakening. Okay, great. Uh, uh, there's a Kodra. Okay, great. There's an Elatrian. Oh, wonderful. A dragon. Wow. You know? <laughs> and I, I'm just really excited about this book because I think out of the... But, well, at least on this recording, I think I'm the only one I've read Ether of Night. And I've read Ether. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. a decade I'm really... ago. <laughs> it's yeah, been a I, while. I, I, I like Ether of Night and the magic system. And so I was always like very excited for Ethers to make their way into canon. Um, yep. Because it's a really interesting magic system. Mm-hmm. And I really like what Brandon did with them here because it's different to what we see in Lost Metal. But there's also new stuff that wasn't neither night and i'm really excited to explore them more uh, there there will be uh a, a, an aether episode for sure I can't uh, on the stuff soon don't worry TM. So, very soon like actually soon <laughs> we, we, we have to do that uh i re- really love this book as i said and the, the cosmere is just like really casual that like if you are into the cosmere you you get more out of it like this this is prime like, this is exactly, I think, where Cosmere references are best, where it's like, if you've read the other stuff, you get more out of it. But, like, is it necessary to enjoy this this story? Really not at all. Like, it's not like you need to read Warbreaker to like the ta- the the tablet that Fort uses, right? Like, 
Honestly, that's weird in and of itself, right? It's like, oh, the technology has advanced a lot here, right? It is just like, oh, magic tech of, of a thing. Oh, if I want to know more, I can read other things. Cool. Uh, seeing dragons was really cool to see Cosmere Dragon for the first time. Very awesome. But like the, those Cosmere references were really good. Uh, I definitely was like, what is going on with the talking rat? Like I, I same with talking rat and, and Ulam. I'm like, what is this a Chandra? I was, I was flipping out. I, I did not know what was going on because he, he's very weird. Uh, he's great. I, I love him, but I'm like, what? What is this supposed to be? And clearly this is much further in the future for things, right? So it's like, oh, okay. I, I know David, uh, I will just give a quick shout out. David was like, wow, I do not like talking animals and things. So he did not like uh, <laughs> at all. Uh, but yeah, I eventually got used to the talking rat, though. I'm like, I do need some Cosmere explanation for the cause for the Cosmere talking rat, because uh, mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like that could be a Chandra. <laughs> well, so I'm glad we got that. Quick, quick question. Yeah. Who figured it out? before it was revealed not me nope. i'm an idiot i have seen i have, I have seen people do it mm -hmm. i mean not not entirely right um but i have seen people guess that uh huck is charlie yeah okay as early as like yeah. the 20 something chapters i think katie did a a a on, right yeah a on Ian. Yeah. I know she did because I clicked oh, the spoiler yeah. box for a thing that was behind <laughs> where I read and click. saw that she had predicted. I was like, oh, that makes sense. It was before the reveal. And I, I was I saw her that she was reading it and then I'd gotten ahead of her. And so I read what she had been reading and I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I did not predict it until I read that her, hmm. her thoughts. Yeah. Like I, I figured it out like like oh, like immediately before mm -hmm. like it was like very like soon mm -hmm. and like i think i like a message in the chat like i want this on record that like i guessed it before i read this thing <laughs> i think you do have that yes mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm just curious um like kind of who was able to pick that it was charlie and like i guess what gave it away because there just seems to be like different things that people are picking up on right and it's like oh what is the thing that made you think that huck is charlie um because i also guessed it and i guess it very very early um really? just because there's a line at the beginning about how charlie uh rambles and then huck constantly that is rambles. True. That is true. <laughs> um so i'm just curious uh and people should put it in the comments uh if you guessed it and why you guessed it, yeah. I'm just very curious. I'd love to see. In, in fact, Tress calls both of them loquacious. Mm. Oh, okay. Which is an incredibly specific word <laughs> that she only uses in reference to Charlie and Huck. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's also Brandon. Um, I mean, with the Huck thing, he kind of like played against our expectations. I mean, for the people who didn't get it, a lot of them were theorizing, okay, maybe this might be related to Hoyt's curse and like maybe like Hoyt's senses and all that. And so we were expecting a completely different thing because we know Brandon. And so Brandon knows like our thought process and how, like where we would go. And he used that 
to deceive us. Yes, Brandon called out uh, this show in particular and many of the viewers of the show like with the steal for those of you compulsively (laughs) tracking these things. (laughs) Very funny. Yeah, I think think Huck being Charlie is also kind of like if you're familiar with the genre of fairy tales, you're probably going to pick that up sooner because Mm -hmm. it's like the the tra- like the prince or princess transformed into an animal by a curse is like right very mm. very standard across Con- the genre yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I-, I was totally fooled though I was like is there a race of Cosmere talking rats like what is going on here <laughs> I don't think it's that unlikely it's it's very plausible we know like when investiture is involved is like sapience is very common so it's like that that's where like my thought process went is like okay like like these are invested rats somehow like okay they're of human intelligence how they're talking not quite sure but (laughs) the intelligence side of things i'm like i can believe this connection hacks yeah no (laughs) sure why not i mean when you're talking rat and the connection Not hack impossible. just uh, translates. I mean, <laughs> That's actually pretty plausible. Uh, but yeah, I am very curious to read comments on how uh, people got that because I'm an idiot mm-hmm. and I did not get it at all. And I was, but you know, this is also me thinking the sovereign is the Lord ruler and needing to be persuaded, shaken <laughs> that it's not the Lord ruler. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, but it could be the Lord ruler. Would that be cool? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just an idiot for other, uh, of my spoiler initial thoughts. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just a nice, uh, blend of this style of story uh, along with the Cosmere goodness that I'm like, oh, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I like this book a lot better than Lost Metal. Like this is like I. I, mm-hmm. I think Lost Metal's a good seven for me. Seven out of ten. If I was rating mm-hmm. it like yeah. it's it's above mm-hmm. average. Uh, I don't think it's a ten out of ten. Uh, so like maybe seven, maybe eight if I'm being generous. Right. Uh, I have issues. Whereas this looks easily like a nine or a ten for me, like easily. Yeah. Like it's just really fantastic all the way through. Lovely short chapters. I love the chapter names where uh, mm-hmm. it's always the blank, and mm-hmm. when you get to the chapter the dragon, it's like oh! <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested yeah. and things like that. Uh, like it, it's really good. When you're you like didn't. me and you're skimming through the table of context, uh, they said there was a part six, so you think the book ends on the sacrifice and the survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I have a habit of misunderstanding Brandon's table of context. I also, I also was very concerned in the rhythm of war because I realized that Adolin's last chapter, like point of view chapter, was titled "Sacrifice." Mm. <laughs> Brandon uh... always hits me with those, with those titles. <laughs> those sacrifices. Titles. Totally different. <laughs> That's pretty I, funny. I would like to point out two things about the chapter names because yeah. they are easy to miss. One of them is there is a chapter. So a lot of the chapters are very like not on the nose, but they're very straightforward, right? The uh, the girl, the uh, uh, the garden, gar- gar- not gardener, the groundskeeper, the groundskeeper, yeah, the cannon master, right? There is one chapter that's called the maligned fashion expert. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I there is. Yeah. And I think that um, is clearly 
who he'd refer to himself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the chapter oh, where uh Tress figures out how to work around his curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. It's either that or it's the one where he throws the water out. And so the other thing I want to point out is the names of the first two chapters, right? The girl and the groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. When I was recording with Inking Out Loud, which by the way, if you want more trust content, yeah. they have two episodes. Many hours um, of recording is my yes. understanding. <laughs> They're yes. like three hour episodes, of at least the first one. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but The Prince's Bride, which is clearly an inspiration for this book, its chapters are also named similarly. In the oh, cool. Oh, nice. Similar scheme. Nice. And where in, in Tress, the first two are uh, the girl and the groundskeeper, there the first two are the bride and the groom. Oh, cute. Aww. Nice. Very <laughs> nice. Oh, Brandon, you're so clever. And I think one one last uh, spoiler, uh, spoilery initial vibe for me is just how pretty this book is. I can't wait to get the it's physical so book yes. where like, like, look, if you read the EPUB, you don't get this, but open the PDF because that's what's going to be the, the printed book. You see the chapter I- icons, just the verdant growing and then you go to the crimson and then it's the the spikes growing and then when you get to midnight it's like half crimson half black and it grows there uh oh it's very pretty yeah i know someone put together a all of those chapter icons as like a gif of like watching it grow and then watching it switch to the crimson and stuff excellent veronica i've seen a couple they're great I was going to say, like, it's not that it isn't on the pub, but if you read it on an e-reader, that's only black and white. You won't, like, notice oh, the change okay, of colors. Sure. But, yeah. like, I just have the pub like, on my computer, and it's there. Okay, cool. And I, I just generally really loved the art and design of the book. <laughs> what what did you guys think of the art? Mm-hmm. So good. Like Howard Lyon is a very talented yes. artist. We know this. Like he's done many Cosmere things beforehand. He still blew this out of the water, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I liked it. Arjun, that seems you have opinions. I, this is that's the first time that's happened in my life. I never have opinions. No, you're not um, known for this at all on this no, show. No, I. Howard has been a weird fit for me here. Interesting. So Get him off there the are Get out of here. There are things <laughs> There are things I absolutely love mm-hmm. uh, about the art. And there are like his his style is not a hundred percent match for what I like. There is something kind of renaissance about the way that he paints yeah. mm-hmm. and while his technical skill is at 11 out of 10 the characters often feel a little static in 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 the illustrations that he paints mm-hmm. um and sometimes that's okay uh like the illustration of crow for example it is very much meant to be a portrait where you're looking at her, so that's okay. But if if he's painting like an action-y type of scene, such as the very last illustration where Hoyt is facing off against the sorceress and Tress is in the background, there are things missing 
there for me. They, um, they do tend to look just like like paintings, like they're meant to be paintings, not a snapshot of something that yeah. really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah. totally see what you're saying. And, um, and that's very much uh, like a style preference type mm-hmm. of thing, right? Obviously, what he does is completely valid and a mm-hmm. lot of people love it a lot. Uh, it's just not a 100% match for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is also not a match for me is the deviation from the canon. <laughs> what? Oh, I have I have an axe to grind there. Um, it's just a lot of the illustrations are not entirely faithful to the text. Oh, like um, Tress's and hair is oh, too pretty. I thought you were only talking about Tress's hair. Tress's hair is the one that that shows up a lot because her unruly and untamable wild hair is a big deal in the book and you read so much about it and then every single illustration she's just like these perfect (laughs) can i just say the very first illustration she's like sitting on a boat as someone with hair like tresses who has been on boats before the hair does not like gracefully flow in the wind at the perfect angle behind you I like depending on the angle you're sitting at your hair could be like directly sticking straight forward in front of your face <laughs> I have had that happen to me before it's uh, on, on windy days if I'm walking outside I find myself shifting my head around so the wind yes. falls at such an angle yes. Short, mm-hmm. uh, people with short hair have never had to deal with this but I have on windy days <laughs> Like if I'm eating or something, been like I have to sit on the side where my hair won't be in my mouth when I'm trying to eat. Like, see, I'm at the point that I just put it up at that. Like, if it gets too annoying because of wind or eating, I'm like, now nah, I, I carry hair ties on my wrist for a reason, <laughs> and it's exactly that. Yeah, I almost always have mine up. So, uh, but the hair is is not the only thing. The crow illustration that I mentioned earlier, she doesn't seem hard enough uh, based on just like how I read her. Uh, the illustration is kind of, yeah, she seems like a harsh woman, but not not to the extent that um, uh, the, the text gave me the impression. Uh, Sally is described as having tight curls for her hair, and then her hair is just straight in the illustration. Um, mm-hmm. but But most notably, I think, are the depictions of the sorceress and Hoyt, where at that moment, Ryana, at the very least, is supposed to be, you know, an Elantrian in her full glowing glory. Sure. And she looks like a human. Yeah, they're not glowing. I, I did notice that. But uh, uh, speaking of that art piece, uh, just just go, go to that art piece. It's on Brandon's side, actually. Look at Hoyt's Hold shirt. On. There's Marewell flowers on that sucker, which is hilarious. Totally did to I I want to say something about those being on Brandon's site. Uh, there's no spoiler warning uh, before those pictures. I did <laughs> click the link when it got sent in uh, Keeper Chat before I finished the book and saw all of those images when I was like maybe a third of the way through. Ah, uh, well. I, I would hope that people who are in this point of the episode yes. have, have read the entire Hopefully. book. Yeah, Rosar and Paleo, they say, don't try to look for the illustrations and table of contents in the no, PDF. Don't Just do that. read and you'll find them. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I, I kind of, it, this might actually be in the book, so please 
let me know if I'm wrong. Like with the Stormlight books, it actually has like a warning of if you look through this list, you will see spoilers. I kind of wish that this book mm. had that as well for the illustrations, um, just so people were aware, because I can understand why people want to go look at the illustrations. But some of these are like very obviously spoilery and then they're memorable as well it's not like you're just looking at something you're like i don't know what's happening here i won't remember what's in this picture no you remember what it is and like it's pretty clear that it's like a big moment Hold uh, the so. ship ship exploded holy <laughs> there's a dragon and oh hey there's yeah. hoid with oh, aeons look. and things there's a rocket ship David got spoiled by that one or Joff uh, uh, one of them was looking through the art and saw that and was like oh okay mm. I guess like from my perspective like the art is at the place in the book it is for a reason yeah maybe you should read the book up until that point i at least clicked on the link to brandon's site so i could see the art i had already yeah. passed in the more detail yeah, i did like, not go in expecting to see mm -hmm. like everything right there yeah that race is, has a good excuse yes like, absolutely that is outside <laughs> of context yeah if you're flipping through the book like you get what is coming to you in my mind <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, this is as bad as Eric word searching things. Hey, I didn't do that for this book. I'll have you know. Oh, wow. I didn't. I, I know. What were you going to word search? You didn't know what was in it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you all. Yeah. Emerald. Look, we're not letting this go. Yeah, no. No, I'm, I'm trying to get better. Okay, look. Uh, the rhythm of... Yeah, Why? Yeah. But you like doing this. If you like doing no. it, then do the thing. No, I think it does affect my enjoyment of the book a bit. And that, okay. that I probably shouldn't influence that too much. But I couldn't resist control effing Donchard when I got Donchard, okay? I don't want to. You would too. Maybe. No, we didn't. <laughs> no. All of us in this call also read Donchard and didn't use Donchard. <laughs> Back me up in the comments. Who F else when they got Don Shard control F uh, no, for Don Shard? I do know people. Um, one of my co-hosts, Alphonsina, I mean, she calls herself a spoiler spread for a reason. I needed to know. I managed uh, for her not to look up any spoilers for the Wheel of Time, but otherwise she will always look for them. Nice. To bring us back to talking about the art in the book, um, I'm sort of like Argent with the style, like it's not my favorite style in general. It does work for me for this book because of the fairy tale vibe. Yeah, in general, I'm not the biggest fan of like the the very traditional um, fantasy art. Like I don't like the Michael Whalen covers. Yeah. They're just they're too traditional knights in shining armor, like mm. medieval times fantasy. Like it, it's too much for me, and I just don't like that. And that's fine. That's a style thing. This art really is like on that line for me of like not a style I like, but also works well enough for the book, except, except okay. I do not like the double page spread of them going from the Verdant into the Crimson. Maybe it will look better in a book where it has to like meet in the middle, but by God, I saw each of them individuals and thought, wow, that's going to look so good together. It, and I thought it looked terrible. Like I'd, someone put them together. I was like, wow, that looks like crap to me because there was no, there was no melding. It was like putting two completely unrelated art pieces next to each other. 
and then trying to pretend it was one picture. Like there, there was nothing that melded them together. They just stopped and started again. And yeah. I hated that so much. I, I had a very visceral reaction, as Eric can attest, True. Uh, to seeing this for the first time. So that's my biggest problem with the art. But in general, I do like it. Yeah, I was going to say that I think that this style like works because of the fairy tale vibe. It reminds me traditional like paintings of like fairy tale like sleeping beauty beauty and the beast um like the stained glass at the beginning of the animated version for example i don't know it feels that it works because it's a fairy tale and i don't think howard's art style would work for any of the other secret projects as well as it does for this one well good thing they i i feel like they've uh appropriately allotted artists for uh this one and so i imagine the next two are gonna be well the, the next two cosmere ones uh i imagine they're going to be lovely i i do really like your point of like this isn't necessarily like the art style you love because it's like it's not necessarily an art style i love either but like it does work very well for this fairy tale like um like i've been recently watching never after dimension 20 dark mm -hmm horror fairy tales and it's like i can see similarity in the vibes of this art and the art from never after even though they're very different but like it has a similar quality to me hashtag sponsored by dropout.tv uh please <laughs> if only if only if only contact uh, us <laughs> i'm actually in um, game changer are very good shows guys mm -hmm. i i have i have one one final gripe that i want to bring up with the art okay mm -hmm. and this one is this one is i think more important than the others i don't i don't think i like how cosmere dragons look yeah yeah well good thing um, they're shapeshifters <laughs> right <laughs> i i i like i'm i'm super excited that we got to see a dragon in dragon form in this book and i'm and i'm happy that we have a canonical illustration and all of that but like the way that it like it's too humanoid in in the pose like Zeiss is, is kind of on like on one knee and and like sideways which seems like super awkward for a drag like it seems like he walks on two legs and then he's dropped on on a knee which which is just not a good look and, and on top of that he's kind of like on the on a skinny side so he gives me more of a like a lizard or a snake vibe than like a dragon mm. like i this is the one place where i wanted a traditional you know fantasy 80s fantasy dragon you know and i and i didn't get that yeah he um, is a little scrawny for a dragon for my taste I hadn't really focused on the legs in, until you yeah, mentioned the it. legs. Weird man. Okay, yeah, that that's a fair point. Mm. I was distracted by the head and seeing Crow and Tress there, and I was mm. deliberately yeah. not led to looking at those parts. So yeah. I didn't really. The rest this. of the dragon, like above the, I guess the the chest area, like everything's fine. The wings, great. Head, horns, crest on the back, and the beard is a little weird, but <laughs> the rest of that is fine, right? And then and then the legs are just like <laughs> those legs are really weird. That's actually yeah, I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. very much a person. Like yeah. 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 yeah okay. And that's, that's clashing with the image that I had in my head where like 
the description is like he is is slithering into the or almost sliding into the room which i imagine him on four legs for that mm. and then he gets there and kind of rests uh and i don't know if that's in the book but in my head he's definitely like hand over hand or like claw over claw almost like a like a lion or a cat mm. and he's looking at at these two newcomers with interest and that the illustration was nothing like that so yeah i was imagining kind of almost more of a Chinese dragon um, Ooh. image, but in a similar way that you're saying, um, like I had a similar idea of like how he was sitting, but yeah, it was very um, like a, a yeah myth- mythological Chinese dragon in my head. And he was like a lot bulkier than in the, in the picture. Uh, he, he is very skinny. Now you've pointed it out. No one will ever unsee it. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hashtag. I can't even see the like weird humanoid legs that I cannot imagine at all. <laughs> There's the thumbnail. Like, just just the legs. weird dragon legs. <laughs> <Just> the legs. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like you should like cut to like show a close up of what we're. Oh seeing no! I, yeah, no. I'll edit this in. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will say on Brandon's site, it seems that there are now three pages of Tress of the Emerald Sea art, so you don't immediately yeah. see the dragon oh, and oh, hoid oh, there, and so like oh. the third page. It's sort of like you see an Aeon, but you don't see either of the people actually attacking. So, like, I think they actually fix that kind of, which oh. is kind of nice. I don't know. Check it out. That's how I always saw it. I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't really look at this uh, before, so maybe it's always been like this. But it seems <laughs> seems not it, it could be worse, you know. Oh, Jess, you had cover thoughts. Oh, yeah. So uh, talking about art, I I think we uh, need to discuss the cover change because I don't know about everyone else. And I know that they were meant to be like mock-ups of covers, but the four covers that they did put out with the Kickstarter and have been constantly used to brand these books over and over and over again since March, I thought it would be kind of similar. And it's not. And I do like the new cover. And I'm also incredibly disappointed with the new cover because yeah. I really liked the Tress cover that they had as their mock up. And I, yeah, like I, I just, I thought it was going to be more like that. And it's just not. And that is quite a big disappointment. So I guess like I also like the Tress cover more than the other covers. So if it had been another one that had come first. <laughs> then maybe I wouldn't feel quite as disappointed because I wasn't as attached to the book. Whereas this one, I'm just really attached to this book. And I'm like, oh, bugger. <laughs> I, no. I was not particularly attached to the Kickstarter covers. I'm like, meh. Eh. So uh, I, I quite like this dress cover. So I think it's quite nice. Uh, and so I'm excited to see what uh, the next Secret Project final covers will be. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that I'm I'm glad they're changing it up. I. I do think the Tress one of those four secret project covers uh, was the strongest of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. wish they had said oh, something beforehand. Um, just like prime people to know that, hey, I know the book's coming out soon, so just just be aware. It might not look exactly as, as we've shown you up to now. Yeah, my, my impression was definitely that they were going to like do small touches on the yeah. cover to like finalize, but not that they were going to like change the composition and layout. 
yeah. which is which is why this was surprising. Like it's still kind of the same. Hey, it's a it's a girl on a rock, and and there's a seat. Like so, it's still the same neighborhood, but you are definitely getting a, a different house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great analogy. <laughs> Cool. And I think like if, if it had just been this cover from the beginning or we hadn't been given the mock covers, I really like this cover. I do think it's a really good cover. It Yeah, it's just because of that change. And I was not expecting that change that I was very frustrated by this. Cool. Any other art comments? We won't talk about it, but look at the, the first two cups. Uh-huh the art of the first two cups uh -huh. and compare them with the art of the last two. So like the, the front, I don't know if they're end papers, but like there's two yeah, cups in front and two cups in the back. Oh, just, that's cute. Just look at them, compare them. Oh, that's super cute. And like I, one of them is like, I don't remember the materials, but the one with the butterfly, oh. you know, mm -hmm. um, breaks at some point in the yep. story. And so uh, mm -hmm. she ends up like gluing it together in the epilogue. And so that that's what you get to see. Nice. That's really cute. I hadn't noticed that. Thank you for pointing that out. That's very I'm, wholesome. Those must be end pages, right? In yeah, the, the I yeah. yeah. Like okay. with the wallpapery background, they just feel like it. I cannot wait to get to the this, this Dragon Steel edition of this book because it is going to be <laughs> yeah. gorgeous. Yep. Yeah, I like. I made the choice because back the, back in March I couldn't afford it. I was like, I'll read it and I'll decide after each secret project if. I want, um, like the physical. I was trying to think I'm gonna get all three Cosmere ones yeah. <laughs> just from the, the, this one. Yeah, um. I am very uh, intrigued, excited to see what Tor and Goliaths are gonna put out as the covers for these, and presumably those will include the art as well. Maybe not the end pages, particularly for Goliaths, because they don't. I do. That. I don't think they will include the art. Really? Okay. I'm just thinking that like they include Stormlight art, right? So yeah. it, it's not like they never do that. But I can see the art being exclusive. Yeah, but it's too. the color that's tricky. Yeah, the the color does. Yeah, that'd be mm -hmm. black and white. Yeah. Oh, that'd have to be. Yeah, like definitely not the full color art. I don't think like the two tone. Like they might just include it as black and white. Mm. But I can see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'll be that'll be know, really interesting to see and compare. I know all of my UK editions of Brandon's books, everything's black and white. Like I had never seen any of the um art pieces that are in the US editions that are end pages and stuff in color before, like ever until I joined the shard, because it, oh, they're wow. just not in color in the book. So I didn't yeah. even know there were color versions. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was, uh, I mean, to be fair, I do think talking about the art there, there is a lot of art to talk about mm -hmm. here, uh, but maybe let's 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 just generally go on to talking about. We, we, we definitely talked about things we liked, at least initially, but maybe go in mm -hmm. a bit more in depth of things we liked, things we didn't like, uh, though I don't know how much we didn't like on this one. I'll, it's not like Lost Metal where we need to do three episodes of this different <laughs> I ones. I can't think of. Yeah. I have one thing I don't like. Okay. I, I think I also have one thing. Uh, here I was going to be like, oh, we could start with things we liked, but we, we didn't talk a lot about things we liked. So yeah. go, go, go. We'll, we'll circle back to things we liked. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll but, sandwich it. There are 12 oceans for the 12 variations of Aether. We learn about six of them. 
No Ars Arcanum. None. Oh my god. Yeah, no Arcanum, yeah. What are the other six Aethers? <laughs> what are they? Spoilers for future stuff. <laughs> Maybe. Is there an ocean that just explodes into meat when yeah, water that's exactly rains? What I was <laughs> I'm like, I really hope not. Work. I, I, I really I, hope not. It just turns Guys, into filet mignons. Just I don't think Bastaran is a thing. I, I think that's out. Bastaran yeah. is too weird. Because huh. like okay. there, there does seem to be some parallels between the Aethers and the Ten Essences. But I just don't want there to be meat sea. I just don't want it. <laughs> meat sea. <laughs> the sea of meat. No, so it'd be like the sea bad. of flesh or something. I think, I think we flesh. need to give a bit of context here because obviously not everyone is going to have to have read Aether of Night. Well, so, this is not referencing, like this is strictly going off of the essences. Oh, okay. The essences. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. There is the essence of sinew, which soul casting makes meat. Yeah. I have a thing I didn't uh, like. Okay, Jess, go for it. So, I was talking earlier about, like, with Huck, I was kind of like, oh, okay, and then I just accepted it and moved on because it worked with the story. I don't like when things are very different to each other, and even though we get, like, small bits and pieces of technology in this book, a lot of the technology level and like what they're doing, it is not modern day. It, it is still um, ye olden times. They're on an actual sailing ship, blah, 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 pirates. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the sorcerer and the rocket. I don't mind the rocket. I'm like, OK, yeah, like clearly um, like Nalthus has got a lot of tech now. So I imagine Cell's got a lot of tech now. It's the computer. The computer breaks it for me. It just breaks the entire immersion of the ending of this story. And that's the thing that I don't like about the ending. The rest of it, I'm like, I I can't even suck to consider because the immersion is completely broken. So trying to analyze the story and see whether I like the confrontation, I don't care because the computer has just destroyed it for me to begin with. You mean the magical viewing tablet or whatever? <laughs> yeah, way to yeah call the it. magical viewing tablet that is like, oh. I love. I, I found that so amusing. I feel like it, you it, just have to one lean. step too far for me. Mm. I, I think it's fine. You just kind of have to lean a little bit more into like the fairy tale magic mirror vibe. Yeah, I think if like maybe there had been a little bit more foreshadowing of the tech level of the Cosmere earlier, like I know we get Fort's tablet, but that's kind of it. Like we don't get all that more past that. Sure. I think if there'd be a little bit more that it would have worked for me, but it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Sure. It felt sure. really out of place and it felt bizarre. So like if that, that's my Zeiss's, biggest complaint. <laughs> like if like Zeiss's, one of Zeiss's, um servants came in with like, like a touch tablet and was like taking notes or something like, cause mm-hmm. like, he, like he would be like the good place to foreshadow. Yeah. yeah true, I think true. that would work real, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously mm-hmm. like in world, right. It's, we're far in the future. This is a backwater planet and the sorceress has this advanced tech. So like it makes sense in world, but I see what you're saying. Like in the story, it's like kind of weird. And then it's like, oh, that was actually a rocket ship, which, yeah. It's like maybe if we had more from the sorceress throughout the book, like stories of her doing really weird things or like having these magical abilities, but technology wise, I guess. 
mostly what we get from her is, oh, she's got monsters in the Midnight Sea. And that's kind of it until we get to her island. And I just think that could have been foreshadowed a bit more of uh, what we were going to get when we get there. I mean, I think really all you need to do is like drop in like, oh, legends tell that the sorceress has like a magical mirror that she can use to see mm-hmm. far off places. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. I think that would be cool. Yeah. Fits with the fairy tale vibe and like, yeah. I, I, I did find it very funny. Video conferencing <laughs> engaged. I, I found that hilarious personally. I can see how it threw through you though, but I yeah. find it hilarious. See, well, seeing the word laptop. Gathering. Seeing the word laptop is it, it took a moment. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It is weird that this is so far future because I, I know when we did our initial tress, like like get, reading the sample chapters, it's like, oh, this is far in the past. It's like, nope, not, not, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, that drops through all of us off. Yeah. There is. So the, the one thing that I don't really like is also from the end, but it's not that. It's the showdown between between Tress and and the Sorceress. Yeah. That didn't entirely work for me. Uh, I thought it happened just a little too quickly. And I thought it happened. So there's a there's a big conversation here that also spills into like Tress's character arc and narrative arc. But for most of the book, maybe 60 to 70 percent of the book, Tress is kind of in control and taking the initiative and like she has agency in the things that she does. And then in the last 30 or so percent, in part to avoid turning her into like an overcompetent Mary Sue type of character, she has to have some uh, mm-hmm. some some not, not losses, but like things have to change a little bit. And that starts with her failing to mind control the midnight essence when she goes out. And so the last 20 to 30 percent of the book are Tress learning that she, it's OK to accept help and it's OK for other people to like do things for her uh, the, w- the same way that she's been doing things for them, which is which is a good character arc. That's an important character development lesson to do. However, the way that culminates is she does very little in the final confrontation of her story, even though she's the main character. Like she gets in the tower with Huck. And she she leaves briefly and then she comes back and is like, ha, I figured out that this is, in fact, Charlie. And then she gets stuck to a wall. And from that point on, well, she contacts the ship, I guess, first and tells them, hey, we need to bring Hoyt here. And from that point on, the others are doing all of the work for her. Right. Uh, Huck is going down and like opening the door. Hoyt is coming and like saving the day. Um, the other members of the crew are like overcoming the defenses of the island which is great for all of their stories but it puts me in a weird place where i was expecting a confrontation between tress and the sorceress and i didn't really get one okay and i'm not saying that i i wanted like tress to single-handedly defeat the sorceress i think that would have been too much considering how powerful Ryana is but I think I wanted a little bit more from her. Like, maybe find a way to smuggle the spores into the spaceship and, like, shoot her with, with the flare gun, right? And, and briefly capture her in Verdant, and, and then that doesn't work, right? 
that at least gives her something to do in in all of these scenes. So that that not quite hit the mark for me. Yeah, I I, I do expect people that having her be damsel in distress at the end. Mm. Was, I, I can see why someone wouldn't like that. Uh, I think the speed of it that like she's really not captured that long, like because a lot of things do happen very fast actually helps there. It's not like she's like mm-hmm. off for a long time. So in that sense, the speed kind of makes it work for me in a sense. And I think that like, I think Tress figuring out the Charlie thing is meant to try and balance that. I don't think it balances it very well. Um, like, I, I do agree with you on that. She does just kind of does stand around because she's stuck to a wall, but she stands around and does nothing while everyone uh, like while she's saved by everyone else. But yeah, I think the Charlie thing is meant to try and give her some agency, but I don't think it does it very well. Mm-hmm. Other things people liked or didn't like or that you want to talk about. Okay, I this is going back to things I liked. And I love the line, Dragon Sisis, Tress said, her voice ragged. I have come to initiate your ancient pact of promise. To this end, I have brought you this slave to work in your domain. Then Tress gestured to Crow. I love it. So good. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Can you read the two lines in the next chapter, please? The first two lines. What? The dragon said. What? Crow said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love, I love when no, no, Tress no, no. gets back and she's like, "Guess she should have gagged me." Or like, if you're going to use someone as a bargaining yeah. chip, or you should gag them first. And Hoyt is like, "You'd be surprised how much that advice has come in useful." <laughs> yeah, because it's like so good. Hoyt tells her like, "You have everything you need," and I'm yeah. like, and it was like, I'm like. I actually don't remember if I wanted this to happen before it happened, but it's just so good. It's just so good. In addition to that, when they try and confront Crow and Crow just completely destroys them and like breaks Ford's tablet, I was like, oh, "Oh, like this is like pit of despair here. I'm like, things are so bad. She she not only destroys them, she does it without using her powers to make a point about the fact that she can't destroy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is just that good. Yeah. Um, and they are so far below her level. And there's multiple of them as well. And it just that doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter, matter at all. And like Ford's um, tablet being destroyed, I'm like, no, Ford! I was so upset. Yeah. So that was the, the lowest of the low points. Yeah, Jess? I have a thing going off of that because I, I love that scene. That is probably one of the most brutal scenes that have like hit me from a Brandon book because I just I felt unwell at the thought of like um thought losing this ability to communicate with people I wish there had actually been a moment where it was allowed to breathe yeah (laughs) because it happens Tress goes to Zixi's immediately gets a new tablet and brings it back and like there's there's just no moment for us to like really feel how bad this actually is and i just really wanted that because the scene is so brutal and like mm-hmm. the other thing she brings back like the glasses for Anne, and the the letter was it for sally uh, 
I think it's just knowledge or note of where knowledge. The yeah, <laughs> like which came up way beforehand. We've kind of like had them with those characters in the back of our minds for a while. That these are problems in their lives that they need to try and overcome somehow, and we just don't get that time with the problem with Fort, and I think that is the most brutal one. I, yeah, I, I just wanted uh, Brandon to hurt me some more and give me some more time where he stabs <laughs> me in the heart. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's very much like, ah, here's this horrible thing that happened. It's like, oh, well, we resolved it very quickly, so I can understand yeah. what you're saying. Right? Yeah. I, I have a thing I want to talk about. Okay, go for it. I... Hate Raina. Not even necessarily as a character, just as a person. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. We, we show up, okay. We sh- Tress, we show up to the sorcerer's house. The first words out of her mouth to Tress are, you know, I know this planet is backwater, but like, you know, you think that you've invented hairbrushes by now. And it's just immediate, like, eating hatred for this woman. <laughs> Uh, she she is a completely horrible person that's for sure it's, it's like all of all of the all of the curses are like yeah whatever like evil evil fairy tale stuff as someone who has had my hair insulted before just the immediate like insult to tress's hair was like no that's too far like you turned charlie into a rat fine yeah you took away Hoyt's like understandable like i know other people would want to do that too but insulting <laughs> tress's hair after she's been on a ship for weeks with like out any proper hair care materials just like no she's she's doing her best what do you expect her hair is not gonna look nice after sailing for weeks on end she's such a horrible person specifically going to a backwater to lord over other people her awesome technology yeah. and magic what a piece yeah. of garbage yeah also member yeah. of the irie from secret history whoa <laughs> can i talk about uh mm-hmm. some other characters yeah, I think uh, we're sure. in character sure. section sure. now. Yeah, go for it. So, everyone kind of knows that uh, Alex has a group of uh, Feather, has a group of characters who are trash <laughs> that she absolutely loves. Yes. <laughs> and I get yeah. it now because it exists. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> my God, this book has given me like. The two best Cosmere crushes, like immediately going straight up the the list for me. One of them is Crow because God, I hate her so much, but I also don't, and I really <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> I feel like this is how uh, Alex feels about like Maze. I'm like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Um, but also, just Tress is mm-hmm. such a good character, and I love her so much. And uh, I, I would very much. Uh, be fine with marrying her. Sorry, Eric. Uh, you get back. Yeah, that's, I'll, I'll that's, have that's we, we have a very understanding relationship, uh, darling. So that, that's totally fine. <laughs> just, I, I just connected so well with this idea of a person who doesn't have prerequisite knowledge. Like she's not special in any way. She is mm-hmm. the person applying for the entry level job who doesn't have the six years of experience that they want. <laughs> and she's just having to like panicky work her way through things and try and find a result without help, like letting people know that she has no idea what the hell she is doing <laughs> and i really relate to that as someone who has done it uh for a very long time um and she's just she's so ingenuitive i don't know if that's 
sure how you say it um like she's she's just really clever in the way that she thinks about things and Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the problems brandon set up in this book and how he solved them like the thing with crow that uh not crow uh the thing with uh zixies that ian was quoting before that was so brilliantly dealt with and like i can very much see tress being the person to be like oh if i do it like this maybe maybe i could just be ballsy enough to like get out of this and like she does the same thing with like lifting the ship to save them from the the um, um the rain coming so at cool. them like I, I was so stressed in that scene because i did not know how, how this was going to go i had no idea how to fix that and like that was just such a clever use of information that she had only really just gotten and then had to put to use immediately and i just love that part of her and just like also her braveness as well she just gets off a ship after living on an island her entire life being like don't go in the spores the spores will kill you oh hey there's these pirates who have kind of kidnapped me now i need to get to that ship and it's just like well i could walk across <laughs> like, <Yeah>. wow <laughs> that, that was uh incredibly brave and i i just love all of these attributes about her so much and i love her so much as a character but then, of course, there's Crow as well. I'm like, oh, I love you both. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very differently. Veronica. Yes. <laughs> yes. I really like how Tress's character arc subverts like traditional like fantasy and like fairy tale fantasy tropes in more than just flipping the genders. I think you talked about this on IOL a bit. But how I mean you have the thoughtful character that thinks this one doesn't make assumptions because we all know but <laughs> that's the thing that so many heroes do is like guys think about things making assumptions and think about things investigate do we kind of think and i i really like that and the fact that her agency is so much like based around that and her ingenuity like taking like the role like as a sprouter and it isn't it doesn't have to be the way you traditionally think of someone like on the hero's journey because Mm -hmm. the book like perfectly follows every single one of the steps in the hero's journey but they're different uh, than what you'd expect in, in their execution. And it isn't just, well, let's like flip the script and, well, now Tress is going to save Charlie. It goes beyond that. And I think that gives Tress's character a lot of dimension and um, like depth to her as a character, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah, I, I love Tress. Like she, she's a uh, fantastic character. Uh, I, I, I actually liked in the end that it's like it's her design mm-hmm. that let you know uh, mm-hmm. the crew get past the weird mm-hmm. uh, army that the sorceress has. Uh, yeah. Awakened something. Maybe. We'll we'll talk about that later. We're doing characters yeah. right now, <laughs> yeah. but it, like I like that like her designs and the things she's done has had such yeah. an effect on the characters, yeah. and that that yeah. is cool. Yeah. See, I, I liked Tress, but like I identified with having a crush on her. Yeah. I, you were predisposed to like her, yes. I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to talk for a second. Can we talk about Charlie now? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yes. I want to say, I think Charlie, when you actually stop and think about it and go past like him just sort of like talking and stuff, has 
in this book one of the like worst like backstory like his his story in this book is like I think on par with like Kaladin and Shalon in terms of like horribleness and trauma. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like That's his up. his his father, like who's like clearly like obviously like emotionally abusive before this probably right like that's not a stretch to say. Once he like realizes that Charlie isn't going to fall in line, sends him off to die, immediately adopts the like newer better version of a son. And then he gets transformed into a rat, like obviously yeah. like horrible experience is like under under this like cruel woman's control, told that the only way he'll ever turn back is by like bringing back the person he loves to like share this horrible fate instead of him. He like obviously at some point, I think, like I think throughout this book we don't we don't get into Charlie's head, but my interpretation was his arc in this book was not doing that like he he was obviously like tried to turn tress away but i think my impression was that at the start like if she made it that far he was going to do it um like people can disagree with that because we don't necessarily get into his head um so so i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's true and then he's like immediately captured and put into a cage and is like going to be sold and then he's like going thinks he's going to die in the in the spores and it's like is it even just like like it almost seems like luck that he even found trust to begin with? Like yeah. fortune, capital F fortune, destiny. baby, maybe destiny. It's just it's just with like I just feel like Charlie's story is one where it's like the more I think about it, the more I'm like this guy is like goes through hell and just has like a horrible time. It's like has serious trauma after this entire book ends. Oof. And he's still so like cheerful and happy and willing to help Tress. Like even if he tries to turn her away, yeah, he doesn't lose any of that. And I think that's mm-hmm. I know I I I love Charlie. I'm like Brandon. Like how dare you give us a character who goes through so much trauma and is so like lovable and did not get me inside of his head to like watch the pain <laughs> that he's going through firsthand because <laughs> it's a spoiler until we get to the sorceress's island yeah. that's charlie it, it would be fun seeing the story like from his perspective mm. mm-hmm. that the, make a dan story where it's just really getting into the horror and trauma of <laughs> yeah. uh charlie <laughs> but, oh, throw but some like, body horror like it's it's pretty clear like I think at the end when it's talking about Charlie, it's pretty clear that like there's a side arc going on of like Charlie is terrified and a coward. Like as a yeah, right, he's like understandably terrified and a coward and like and, and is just like scared of everything. And then his story arc is like, okay, I'm like willing to like find this little bit of courage that I have left to like mm-hmm. risk myself to save Tress. Right. Just like I'm just like I'm just like the the the, the part of me that like loves the angst is like did he like know that his father was sending him off to die when he like heard about the sorceress or did he left like a little bit of hope inside until the end that like maybe there was some other plan and like his father wasn't that cruel and like like at what point did he realize that like his family didn't care mm-hmm. ow that hurts grace <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. just like i want the chart like charlie fan fiction so badly yeah. one other weird thing about charlie is at the end he just walks out naked and he's like oh it's gonna be weird getting used to wearing clothes i'm like 
how long did you spend as a rat and how many years did you spend as a as a person who wore clothes it's like you really adapted to be a rat real quick it's didn't like, you? it's a pretty drastic change yeah and, and i feel like maybe there's like a little bit of trauma involved of like mm-hmm you kind of have to be used to being a rat like because it's like if you're if you like mm-hmm. embrace it otherwise it's like the hope of like someday being a human again will be like too much to deal with sure yeah but once you're a human again what did you remember like oh yeah we we wear clothing like really uh, i don't know it, it, like he had just transformed i know I personally like the part at at the end where uh, the the Duke's uh, where Charlie's mom just like totally uh, leaves the Duke. And <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, sending your your only son off to to die. Not great for a healthy marriage. Just like that's a great <laughs> line. It's like, yeah, turns out. <laughs> Who did life lessons with Hoyd? Life lessons with Hoyd. Uh. If you send your son off to die, your spouse and mother of the child might not be happy about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Cool. So uh, we're back after a short break. Uh, Jess had to go. Uh, Veronica's power went off, but it came back. <laughs> yeah, so just, uh, maybe, maybe you'll have to go too. Uh, but I, I hope. Yeah, like uh, we we have a tight uh, recording thing to get these out uh, in time when we when we don't pre-record. So. Uh, we'll do the best we can. So let's talk about some more characters. Uh, I want to talk about how much I love Fort. Like Fort is <laughs> the best. And I, I was like when he first appeared, I wasn't really sure what Brandon was going for. But then I'm like, when we get on his tablet and communicating with Tress, I'm like, oh, I love Fort so <laughs> much. And and that's why the the tablet breaking was just like. I felt so mm-hmm. despondent. Like yeah. Brandon did such great character work. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. Um, I read the acknowledgments, and I I read that there was like a, someone who specifically helped with like a deaf character. And mm-hmm. so I actually first like if you if you read the book, there's a moment in the like in one of Charlie's letters where he's like, "They tried to get me with a deaf princess." I was like. Oh. Tress is going to like meet and hang out with that. Yeah, that's how I love too. <laughs> but no, it was for it's 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 actually like interesting and like good representation. But just it seems like in this world, there's like a strong deaf community, which I felt was yeah. interesting, and I felt like that really came across in the writing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the representation, I, I as totally a not deaf person, I thought it was fantastic. So, uh, it, it, yeah. Uh, I I really loved that. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, it was great, and also um, Southern Scadrian hunter ancestry. I, so I was looking hunting for maybe. a good deal. Oh right, yes, there was something about that. Maybe I I know some people have latched onto the this idea. I don't. It doesn't. It's not unreasonable, but it doesn't vibe with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It it just seems like a weird, and like the hunters are the people with the masks that are like fused with their mm-hmm. faces, and like there's nothing in Fort's culture that we know uh, that has that has mm-hmm. anything to do with that. Yes, the Iriali were here, and so there is maybe a history of like world hoppers visiting this place. So like it's not impossible or even implausible. It just doesn't. I thought it was just a fun way of talking about trades as as like, oh, we, we were we were a culture of hunters. But in the modern day and age, when there is like we can't have everyone be a hunter. How do you like recontextualize mm-hmm. your culture 
to to fit and so you do this thing i i, I think yeah. that's what yeah. is and i there. i don't feel like being a hunter is a particularly like unique to one thing <laughs> sure, 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 sure. thing it's like mm-hmm. no like humans across time have needed to like hunt for food before they develop that's not that unusual his far it's future just, it's, though it's a thing that is I feel distinctive in the Cosmere. Like Brandon has made an effort for like, okay, like this is the thing for this culture. And we're, we've been trained to pick up on that sort of thing. So it's like, is this related to that thing or is this unrelated? Hard to say. Yeah. Um, Uh, Going back to the representation thing. mm -hmm. um, Like one thing that was constantly in my mind reading Fort was like comparing contrasting with uh, Hearthstone, a character from Required and Magnus Chase series who's also deaf. I like both characters a lot. <laughs> and, and I don't know, I think that Brandon and Rick handled it in like slightly uh, different ways, but they both, like from what I know, I'm obviously not an expert on this, but I think that the representation felt like very genuine and that Fort's character like Carson was like was went far more than like just their disability and that there were lots of other things that were interesting about them and that made them good characters and that were really the center of who they are and the things that the story focuses on yeah like uh fort with his deals and with um like his interactions and friendships the friendship that develops with trust like when they're cooking and I mean, I think friendship is definitely uh, something that both uh, characters have going for them uh, with Ford and with Hearth because they form really strong friendships with our main characters. I think that that makes it, um, like, I know, really nice and that the story focuses on more than just a disability. And I think that yeah. that's good representation not only for this yeah. but for any type of representation that Brandon has included or choose chooses to include in the future i th- yeah i think this is just done really well and it's and it's how he has handled uh inclusion and and representation in the past right Steris's story is not mm-hmm. about being on the spectrum Kaladin's story is not about depression right uh, these conditions are they inform how their characters move throughout the world and how they act. But the story is about them being people, right? Them being characters, mm-hmm. not about them being someone with depression, someone with, yeah. Yeah. I do like that Fort's trades, and this applies to all of the, like, the secondary crew members, became one of the ways that the plot like, resolved itself at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had Tress driving a lot of the plot, and then she went off and did her own thing in the in the tower. And then on the ship, we had Fort managing the midnight essences with his trades. Oh, right. We yes. Had, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we had Sally like navigating these incredibly treacherous, not waters right (laughs) (laughs) or fake magic ocean water here you know (laughs) right yeah uh with with rocks underneath um which i imagine would be like even more difficult to navigate because 
in a water sea or ocean, you can we at can least kind of a little bit see, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And this is right. This is not clear black, yeah. And then we had um, Anne uh, dealing with the sorceress's army by immobilizing them with her cannon shots. Yeah, I really liked that. I liked that moment with Anne. Like we we didn't get a lot of <laughs> yeah. Anne, but like I love like Hoyd. The narration really adds a lot to the story and makes it mm -hmm. like tighter in a way, right? Mm -hmm. Because Hoyd can sort of give that closure to Anne's character arc of just like, yeah, the, the, the stress is what's causing her to, you know, miss mm -hmm. and yeah. self-fulfilling also so. inexperience, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Because um, nobody has that eyesight. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't help you either. You literally can't see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. I liked that. I like I like I liked all the crew. Uh, the, Brandon mm -hmm. did great character work for the limited time we've seen in, in the book. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved the scene in which Fort and Tress were negotiating over the value of mm -hmm. the food that each one of them was providing yeah. <laughs> and going back and forth. I think that, that was that, Yeah. It was almost an entire chapter and I thought it read mm -hmm. fantastically. And then at the yeah. end, Fort's like, Oh, I'm going to be telling this story for ages because this is the best hunt I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. Have you Lovely. eaten my food? <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Oh, so yeah. good. And like the the dogs were fun. Like it, it was a fun joke. And then Hoyd gives one of them a name and it's like <laughs> the dog that dies. And I was just like, mm. oh, like these were just like interchangeable non-characters and now you made me love one and it's the one that's dead <laughs> how dare you and one's actually called doug too yeah <laughs> but, but that's that's the whole point right he's like okay these are background characters we don't care about them and then one of them dies and he goes okay yes but they were background characters but they're also each one of them was a human in their own right so let me tell you the story of this one because that's the right and the respectful thing to do mm -hmm. like i think yeah. The chapter mm -hmm. where we get to hear about uh, Paxson, was it? Yes, I don't remember. Um, it was. It was a very like touching human chapter. Yeah. Sometimes Hoyd does have a heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this chapter has made me like not reconsider what I think of him, but add more context. Mm -hmm. Because I know we've like people in the fandom have memed about, oh, maybe he's the villain of the Cosmere. Oh, yes. He tells Dalinar he's going to allow Roshar, Roshar to yeah. even even with with tears in his eyes. But like we consistently, I feel like get scenes in which Hoyt cares about like mm -hmm. individuals. Yes. Right? Yeah. There there was a section where Hoyt was talking about Tress and her empathy. And I don't remember the exact context. But he was saying like. People who feel empathy like can grow into the strongest people. And like, I, I almost want to find this exact passage. Yeah, the passage uh, is actually in a chapter that is uh, titled for Hoyd, the cabin boy. It might seem that the person who can feel for others is doomed in life. Isn't one person's pain enough? Why must a person like Tress feel for two or more? Yet I've found that the people who are the happiest are the ones who learn best how to feel. It takes practice, you know, effort. And those who, late in life, have been feeling for two, three, or a thousand different people, well, turns out they've had a leg up on everyone else all along. Empathy is an emotional loss leader. It pays for itself eventually. 
And as I was reading that line, I was like, he is in this moment specifically talking about trust, but I think he's also talking about himself and like his own, like what he has discovered for himself about like caring for people over time. Sure. Yeah. I'm think- transitioning to Hoyd. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely what we're that, doing. That's exactly what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I mean, we've seen Hoyd so much as a minor character, like the beggar, or like, even in as Wit, where he's the most present. He's still a side character, and he still is like in this like Wit persona, insulting people. And I think that this is the first real step towards seeing who Hoyt really is as a person. And historian, that was part of why Brandon wanted to experiment writing in his voice and all that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think that we're going to see, like, we saw here, and we're going to see a lot more, like, dimensions and layers to Hoyt uh, than we've seen previously. I mean, he's lived for I don't know how many years. And he's bound to have layers upon layers that most of them might, like, you can tell that he keeps hidden. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if he was affected by the curse, he was kind of the most genuine he's been in this one. And like, you can tell, like, partly because this is written in his voice. And so you have these little comments of him talking about storytelling and life. And things like that, which let us see some of his opinions and the way he mm-hmm. thinks beyond these monologues at the end in the epilogues of Stormlight books. No, no, no. I'm, I'm very excited for Dragonsteel. I know that's way off in the future. Yeah. And that Dragonsteel Prime isn't going to be the best example. No. Because it's been so long since then. <laughs> and from what I've heard. But I'm really curious to learn more about who Hoyt is. Not only his story and his involvement in the Shattering and the magic and the lore, but Hoyt as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else do we but learn we, about Hoyt in this book? We got like hints about the Shattering in this book where he was like, he was like, oh, that's the most crazy thing I've ever heard. And I was part of a plot with 16 other people to kill a god. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then there was another line where he was talking about uh, when when Charlie um, tells Tress, like, I lied to you for your own good. And he was like, that mm-hmm. never goes well. Like, I said that with 16 other people. And I was like, I think that's referring to the tra- like the shattering. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But it like, in what context would he be like, with all of those people who killed Aiden Aldi and be like, we lied to you for your own good. Maybe it was just the lie of like the reason to kill Aiden Alcium, maybe? I don't know. Or maybe I, taking the power for people's own good? I I think they, they genuinely thought what they were doing was for maybe not Aiden Alcium's old good, although it's possible that Aiden was like getting corrupted or, or insane a la honor kind of way, right? Uh, but I, I think they thought they were doing this for the good of the Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was not... They, they thought that at the time, at least, but maybe they were, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. lying to themselves yeah. in a way. Yeah. This book is just so funny. Yeah, it it, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, it's like when we find out that, like, uh, Hoyd's curse was to lose his five senses, it's like immediately you're like, but... He can obviously see and hear like yeah. what's going on. And then like the oh, it's like these five other senses, like the sense of self and sense of decorum. I'm just like, oh Brandon. I, I, I love the wordplay. <laughs> Top notch. 
Pretty so good. the important and it's like being witty is like core to his <laughs> perception of himself. So like oh oh, and Ulam is just having a, a ball with it. <laughs> Ulam's having so much fun. Uh, like, oh, I'm gonna keep track of this. Ulam's mentioned. Ulam's mentioned in Lost Metal, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He is? Yeah, there's yeah, a, there's a mention of mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She thinks to herself how Tensoon and Ulam both warned mm-hmm. her that the Wayne thing was not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Punny or someone in Staff Chat pointed that out to me, like yeah. when the reveal comes that he's a Chandra. And then I was just reading like someone's live blog of Lost Man and they mentioned it all, but I was like, oh, that's where it was. And they just find it. Yeah. Like I find this funny because this person started with the lost medal, which is a whole other thing, and I think is likely going to trust next. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, it's just been really funny since we've gotten the secret projects announced in March 22 of just these subtle hints of like, oh, here's this thing. And friend like, oh, I've been thinking about Aethers a lot. Aethers. And I was like, hmm, yes, I clearly like- you have with lost medal and and this. Is there a character whose name starts with X? Like, yeah, yeah, sure, Zysis. <laughs> yeah, and and he mentioned that on Reddit in September 2020. It's like, you've been writing dress this whole time, Reddit. <laughs> you jerk. It, it, it's just quite funny. But you know, Hoyt, he finally got his Elantrian powers. It's been presumably a long time. We don't know how far in the future this is, but thousands it seems of years, pretty maybe. far in the future. Yeah. Somehow a current Elantrian can, like, accept him into the group? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. I I really want to table that discussion for, like, a more yeah. in-depth conversation. Yeah. Because this yeah. is such a can of worms. And, and honestly, yeah, like, we probably need to do more prep than we did for this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that is an outstanding what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get some answers uh, in the spoiler stream. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So if if you're if seeing happens. this and the and there was a spoiler stream, which we really don't know because they did the a memory of light stream. So I, I don't know. Are they doing yeah, a yeah. trust spoiler stream? I don't know. Uh, but we we haven't seen it at this time. So mm-hmm. hey, but I don't know. It's it's possible that a lot of things are different with you know the Elantra sequels and like changing things and how the Iries yeah. related yeah. to that is is very unclear, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, we we do have so many Wob episodes we need to do eventually, but uh, oh my God, yeah. we're very we're very we're very very behind, and I I don't know when we're gonna do that. We're, it, uh, the year of catching up with Sanderson. The the year of <laughs> yep. just yeah. Are we gonna have lost metal or rhythm of war topics? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll just do Wobs and secret projects. projects. <laughs> um, I I found Hoyd very entertaining, uh, and his uh narration. Mm-hmm incredibly entertaining and ulam was also amazing uh incredibly weird and i also don't know what's going on with her Har- releasing the chandra is that the line yeah yeah like, yeah what does that yeah. mean well does that mean because, he's like, still alive? their contract is with him so yeah. it's like he's like okay contract dissolved you can do whatever you want now yeah yeah does that mean Seized's uh, still the- alive i don't know does that mean Kelsier doesn't kill him? Damn. <laughs> not, not in Era 3, at least. No. I think there's room for that in Era 4. No. Uh, I think, so, narratively speaking, I think what's happening here is 
Brandon wants the Kandra to be more of a part in the larger Cosmere because they are a fun species, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And so how do you do that? You either have Harmony send out agents all over the place, which is a way he could have done it, right? Obviously, he sends Milan. But I think this is a more organic way where mm -hmm. says it releases the conjure, says you are your own people, you do your own thing, go out. Obviously, you know about the Cosmere. Obviously, you know how to get places. Go and like be people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think this is foreshadowing for us seeing more Kandra on more worlds in future Cosmere stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That are not just agents of harmony. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because presumably during like era two, the current time rather than future time. I don't know. This is getting going to get confusing. <laughs> uh, harmony like there's only the world hopping chandra and i think there was a wob recently that's like no no though that that world hopping chandra is not an agent of harmony like that's that's what brandon mm -hmm. said yeah right yeah. but now like with them released then we can see them anywhere and then world hopping chandra is just a totally meaningless sentence really <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about our cosmere dragon we, we talked about the art yeah. we didn't talk about him Zeisis Refliel. Yes. Dragon Hype! Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. It is very cool to see a Cosmere dragon. Uh, I, it, we got the dragon steel along that. Like that that's still mm -hmm. the same. That's still always been there. So first canonical mention and appearance of mm -hmm. Dragon Steel. Dragon. Yeah, on the copper mine mm -hmm. we had like, oh, we should make an actual page called Dragon Steel Metal. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, that, that's the actual substance. Oh my god, substance this is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. page for Dragon Steel because it's like five different things. Oh, yeah, it's a disambig. Yeah. Don't worry. It's a disambiguation <laughs> page. It's disambig. Yeah. Um, of course it was. Got the con, the company, the book, now the, and the metal. Um, yeah, but do we think this is foil? Yep. It has yes, to be. Probably. How many dragons mm -hmm. are living under seas studying aethers can there be? That's a good point. Really? <laughs> For those of you who don't remember, this was referenced in the Rhythm of War Ars Arcanum, that foil was what? Yeah, he was at the bottom of the sea and wanted to master the aethers, right? That's basically what it was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Control the aethers, actually. Control the which aethers. Is interesting potentially well mm -hmm. that, that yes that it that is interesting like, why <laughs> yeah. does he want to control the aethers like put that quote in our aether outline that we haven't started uh <laughs> talk yeah. about it. but yeah super interesting so presumably he's studying uh the aethers uh mm -hmm. i find it interesting that he sort of needs an excuse to let tress go uh like some rationale uh mm-hmm be because Tress was like, do you, do you like need an excuse? And, and he's just like, yeah, I do. <laughs> like, it was, it was pretty matter of fact there. Well, I, I think it's like he needs like he obviously like wants to let Tress go. Yeah. But like he has to choose between Tress or Crow. Crow sucks. So like he doesn't. But like that can't be his reason. Like he's like there needs to be like this is the official law reason i am picking this girl i obviously like better i almost wonder if it's him wanting to like continue his own mythology on this world 
in a sense and like the legend of him Maybe. uh you know because Hoyt has that line that mm-hmm. <laughs> lots of cultures have dragons, usually because the dragons show up early on in their <laughs> development. So it's in their legends. And so I oh. feel like the dragons care about mm-hmm. how people see them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of that line, I don't know if it was a wob or if it was actually in that line. But somewhere somebody mentioned that the dragons like take care of inserting themselves and like keeping themselves present in like yeah. people's minds. Yeah. And then Marsh has done that totally by accident because but we got that the reference is, of death with life in his that, eyes. That's another crazy lost metal thing that we, we <laughs> plopped in there. Like did did Brandon put that in the lost metal Ars Arcanum because he's like, ah, that'd be a great line in Tress. And then it's like, okay, well, I got to rationalize how this is in Tress. And that'll, that'll really get the Cosmere people thinking. Uh, it, it does. It does. Marsh is clearly still fine, or at least legends are, they, they've got, they've gone around. I wonder if it's the, like, if if it if the Kandra do spread around the Cosmere, I wonder if they are the one who were oh, like, maybe. bringing yeah, sure. knowledge of Marsh around. Although, Doesn't how much explain. do they like revere him as death? No, I'm, I mean certainly by this time in the Cosmere, Skadrians have probably gotten around quite a bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they they I, would be saying that. But I have a, I have a theory. Yeah, I think it's Kelsey are trying to fuck with his brother. Yeah, that, that that would be pretty funny for sure. They, like it, it, that's definitely possible, and the the ghost bloods doing that. But the ghost bloods would know what death is. So it's interesting how these legends have evolved during Lost Metal time. If they've gotten around, like certainly Space Age Cosmere, I'm not surprised that people would know of this legend oh, yeah. because in the far future mm-hmm. that would be just supernatural uh sorry that would be very natural not supernatural very natural <laughs> gotta be careful there other than the dragon's legs which i agree in that art is a, a little weird it was very intimidating to see uh yeah uh zixis here uh and i was very terrified and i wish we got more but it's also really good that we only got a very limited amount mm-hmm. of it as well that's like yeah. wow you yeah, really right. got me wanting all so much more but that's not this story but we had to go see the mythical creature under the sea for a little <laughs> bit to get some gifts you know and something that i've seen pointed out which is a a, a question to think upon yes as brandon is want to do which is that we see a dragon making deals here, Mm -hmm. which is somewhat reminiscent of another, the other dragon we've encountered, Coravelio of Ashby, who brings the dudes at dawn with boons and curses. True. That's true. Definitely. Is this a dragon thing or a coincidence? I don't know. I could definitely see that being a dragon cultural thing. Potentially, or yeah. yeah, is it a feign thing? Yeah, that is a. Are dragons feign? Is that one of the ones that they are appendages? Oh right, yeah. apparently. Like Brandon said, dragons are feign. Brandon said, dragons oh, are yeah. feign. Yeah, yeah. We gotta do some wild Sorry, episodes because so, <laughs> I uh, don't there, remember. <laughs> <laughs> need to learn about the wobs. Um, yeah, there, there is more context to this that I just realized I had completely omitted. I ask because I was thinking of the idea that bone spores, quote unquote, might be feigned. And that got me along the train of 
uh, Bone Spores, Fane, Skullmoss, back to Aethers, Hellbond. That involves like trade of of like water for for other substances. Okay. There's a lot of connections. Now, you're going a lot. It has a lot of connections. Yeah. Now that I say this out loud, I don't think it makes as much sense. <laughs> but that's how the neurons were firing. Yeah, in my yeah, head. yeah, yeah. Here, here's my question about this, right? Like this or whatever. Blah. X. Okay. Snakes and yeah. X. How? Did he know where Soleil's father was? Yeah. I am Does he have some kind of magic that lets him like peer into the spiritual realm to figure it out? Does he like because he, he lives under the sea, like and I don't think he would have like a network of informants or whatever and just happen mm-hmm. to know that piece of information. It's very clear that he has different magics because, like, he awakens, mm-hmm. right? Like, he, he d- mm-hmm. it's very obvious that he does that, which, what a great uh, little mm-hmm. reference. That's like, ah, I know what that is. Cool. So, I-, I could definitely see him having enough investiture that, like, kind of like, like, if you get enough of a shard's power, you can sort of peer into the future, or like, he, he might be able to have some sort of like, I'm reading through connections in the spiritual realm. There's a lot of different paths of weird magical crap, uh, yeah. that they have. Maybe dragons inherently have some future sight, potentially. Like, that's that's Maybe. a potential thing. There, yeah. these are probably some of the most magical beings that are not directly related to a shard, right? So. And like he might have a magic computer that <laughs> like look into like, that just like yeah. interfaces with the spiritual realm and he can look up information. Uh, that's that's a good point. That, that's actually very plausible. It's like, like I, I'm I, going to, to Google extent, this on like, the spiritual realm. Yeah, I spiritually Googled it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to be fair, oh I can totally believe a device like that exists in the future, Cosmere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I have a more mundane explanation, potentially. Uh-huh. Okay. And it goes back to the idea that he is foil and yep. foil is uh, interested in controlling the, the Aethers. Yep. And we see Zeiss's physically control the spores because as Crow and Tress descend into his realm, like he shifts the spores around to like open a, a, a mm-hmm. stairway down sure. to where he is. And so if he actually has control over the spores and over the aethers, maybe there is enough of a bond or enough of a connection there for him to like see anywhere where there are like okay, farsight, sure. essentially. Okay. Right. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that would allow him to like see everything on the planet. That I, I think these are several plausible means. Certainly. We have no idea how he's actually doing yeah. this, which would be a great question for a stream. But I, come on, spiritual Google. It, it's <laughs> very, very plausible. If only we could ask spiritual Google. Yeah. yeah. Spiritual yeah. Google. 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 That's what it's Google. <laughs> Obviously, we will. We're, we're, we're kind of holding off on talking about the Aethers in depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did need to make a shout out. Midnight Essence. Hello. You're over here. <laughs> that is very interesting. Uh, given Roshar and yeah. the 10 deaths and Ray Shafir and 
things like that. I'm not entirely sure how these are connected. Like, presumably the Aether existed first, okay, right? <sighs> There's a wob about this. And maybe they're copying that. Like, the well, is copying that style that of thing. The Aethers are, represent the primal elements of the Cosmere. Sure. Red spikes. So, Midnight <laughs> Essence is a primal element of the Cosmere. Like, I guess. Yeah. So like it's like yeah. they're like I don't think because I I've talked to some people and like I I think it's I think this is David is like oh Reshafir is a corrupted midnight aether I'm like I hate that idea mm. quite honestly I I want I like this it. to be a separate origin for midnight essence Can I read the wob This wob I'm gonna have to talk around some things. Because it's Brandon a does, thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Brandon does say that um the like the midnight essence thing was done intentionally, and it's kind of similar to how light weaving shows up on different planets in different ways, but similarly, so you have like Yolish light weaving and Roshan light weaving, and apparently now maybe uh Atria Dionic light weaving. Um well uh, d- d- to and be fair, we've known thing. about uh, Aeonic making illusions true. since uh, yeah. since Elantris. That's not new. Yeah. You would just call yeah. it light weaving. Here are my crazy midnight essence. Right, ready? Yeah. So we okay. know Rhythmatist was originally planned <laughs> as a cosmic thing. Whoa! <laughs> I think, I think wow. midnight essence and evil shocklings <laughs> have like similar origins. Hold up! Right? I am. I, I am context switching so hard oh. in my brain right now <laughs> go go through more of those like, connection neurons like the, the, the chocolate so it's been a while since i've read rhythmatist so like i might be getting but like the chocolates i think are similar in that they are like beings that can kind of take different forms and seem to have like a hint of like malevolence want to like feed on humans in some way Okay. And, yeah, but like it's they the can also forgotten, eat, I think. Yeah, the forgotten. But like they can also like the good chocolates can be like shaped by the people. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if nothing else, they kind of have like similar mechanic God. origin. Honestly, I think that's why just, that might just be an artifact. I don't know the timeline exactly, but that might just be a t- uh, artifact he wrote of the time. Scribble. It was written two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, like Rhythmatist, Aether of Night. Like, uh, I think Aether of Night was earlier. I don't think they're earlier, that far away. But, yeah, uh, Aether of Night was definitely far earlier. Yeah. Midnight Essence do show up as an Aether yeah. in. And so it's like, but like they're not called Midnight Essence. So like a while back, Brandon like revealed that. It's like, oh, so like that's something Brandon can and I cannibalized from Aether of Night for Roshar. Oh, fun. Nope. It's <laughs> also for everyone. Uh, if you were listening to the audio, go to YouTube and look, go to when Grace was saying that and just watch Evgeny. Just 
It's the gift that keeps on giving. This is so good. Maybe I need we to make a clip of it. I think when we find out that Midnight Essence are like creatures that live in the spiritual realm, which was, I think, which is like similar to what Brandon had said the idea for like Chocolings are, you're going to come the back shadow and blazes. say, the shadow say blazes. That, uh, I was right, yeah. You, you, you didn't expect deep rhythmatist lore in this episode. <laughs> I, and like, I. I don't expect it in any episode really <laughs> the, the, the forgotten are like look like they're made of charcoal so they're dark and like oh. yeah yeah i'm convincing you ian i can feel no like you're the, not the i just i hate this it's just like there is <laughs> technically some support nice. very good yeah uh I, I guess i just need more information about what these primal elements are because one of the yeah. primal elements is red spikes and i'm a little confused about yeah. that yeah no the, the primal how... element of red spikes yeah that makes yeah, sense yeah it makes yeah. sense so, like I can see, for, I mean, we've seen how roseite works, like when they're bonded to someone. Sure. In, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. With twin soul, and I can see how verdant would work, yeah. and like, maybe even zephyr, rather working flying into a magic system again, mm-hmm. um, and sunlight. Like those all make sense, but the spikes, <laughs> like how, like if yeah. somebody is bonded to the aether, like the equivalent of Selajana, but for. Crimson. Crimson, yeah. Like, how how, how yeah, could just make just work? Like, you just shoot no, spikes. Just spikes off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems very the, useful the in combat. Somebody, the same. Please ask Brandon what primal element is represented by long, pointy red spikes. <laughs> it's just like the primal I, element. We of red need spikes. to be able to talk about this. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just magically I want to know what's going on with Midnight Essence. Like, if anything, light weaving. That makes sense to me, right? But like these midnight essences are creatures, and also uh, yeah. like if they're from aethers, and the aethers are they from Aiden Elsium? Are they not from Aiden Elsium? I know this is a massive can of worms for an aether episode. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, like how's how's this work? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like how how did the unmate? How were the unmade formed uh, and all all of all of this? Also, what are the other 10 deaths? You know, remember when the Midnight Essence was revealed in Way of Kings? It's like, oh, it's one of the 10 deaths. Four books in, no more deaths. <laughs> no, nothing. Why is it 10, not nine? Who knows? I'm still I'm yeah. going to be grumpy about that mm-hmm. one. But uh, the Midnight Essence was extremely the, cool. the other. The other nine deaths are the nine children that the Lord Ruler had with Lutha. You know, Diagonarthus just is really good at throwing red spikes, actually. Like, fun, fun fact. He, he, he just mean, loves red spikes. Who doesn't? So there, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, Aether-related questions I have and Midnight mm-hmm. Essence-related mm-hmm. questions I have. Um... I want to share a wild idea that okay. we arrived at during the uh, Inking Out Loud recording. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. all right. Which of the two? So, you haven't listened to the second episode. You don't know what we talked No, about. it hasn't come out yet. I don't think Drew has edited it because that's what he said last because time. Because we recorded it yesterday. It today. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about bone spores. Okay. I will preface this by saying I have no idea why they would be called bone spores. Because that, okay. that suggests faint to me. However, sure. I have seen, rightfully so, that uh, people in the community have latched onto the idea that 
oh, these spores might be white, might be black, mm-hmm. points very reasonably in the direction of white sand. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we we were riffing off of that during yesterday's recording. For kicks and giggles, uh, I was exploring the idea of, well, what if, what if white sand is an aether, right? How will that work? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I've, I've seen that theory. Yeah, yeah. They, like, I'm, I'm not the first one to come up with this, okay. right? Mm-hmm. How will that work? Well, what so what aethers do is you you give them water yep. and they give you mm-hmm. something back. Sure. You, you give water to Verdant and you get vines. You give it to Midnight, you Otherwise. get Midnight Essence. There is certainly mm-hmm. a yeah. water aspect. You do have to yeah. like, use the water for sand mastery. So there's there's yeah. a Luhel bond going on yeah. somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so we were going over like all of the effects of of white like the sand itself it's not special it's the microflora that is mm-hmm. yep, lives in there and so what we know i think we learned this from the omnibus specifically is that mm-hmm. if you pour a little bit of water onto uh white sand i think we are told that the um the the lichen expands or grows i think it says grows which I choose to interpret as it spreads to like nearby sand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. It, uh, it reproduces. Sure. Mm-hmm. So we know that. We know that if you pour water onto charged sand, it releases investiture. We see Chris do an yes. experiment where she does that and it like emits this uh, um, mother of pearl mm-hmm. illumination, right? And we don't see that most of the time because they do sand mastery in daylight and it's difficult to see. The thing that got me thinking the most was when a, a sand master masters the sand, what are they doing? Like they're not mastering the sand itself, right? They're not slinging it's a microflora. sand around. It's as I see it, there is like they are holding on to actual sand ribbons but they're holding them with investiture mm-hmm. so they are like like investiture okay. not necessarily tubes right but they're holding the sand together mm-hmm. and when they touch okay. and when they interfere that cancels the investiture and then the sand falls to the ground dead. almost mm-hmm. like an investiture mm-hmm. current along the sand kind of sort of thing yeah okay. either a current or like uh-huh. a sheath like sure. one of these sure uh, but the current i think is a better analogy and so it made me wonder what if the lichen that lives on the white sand is like an investiture aether? So the same way we have okay. Verdant and Rose and Midnight, mm-hmm. we have investiture. Because you, you pour water onto Verdant, you get vines. You pour water onto white sand, you get investiture. When, you are, when Tress is controlling uh verdant through the luhel mm-hmm. bond that she forms with it she's able to control the little vine or the big vine in the case of the, sure. the crimson rain right mm-hmm. when a sand master masters the sand they are controlling a stream of investiture, investiture. to do their bidding yeah okay when and, you put it more like that rather than just the investiture aether like that well that, you gotta yeah. have a you gotta have a headline <laughs> yeah okay yeah. okay <laughs> i mean it probably has a name that isn't investiture aether but the red spikes i 
And red spikes. <laughs> the essence of red spikes. <laughs> you know, primal <laughs> element. So, so that's that's kind of the idea that arrived at. And uh, Lauren, uh, one of the other people on the podcast, Andrew's wife, mm-hmm. suggested that maybe if that is the case, what if that is why autonomy has closed off Teldane? Teldane, that. What? What do you mean Wait. by that? Because. Well, if if you can so easily access investiture there, if you just need to gather some sand and pour some water onto it, mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want other people to have access to this weapon. Possibly, but like white sand is already out into the Cosmere yeah. and can be. Yeah, it's not like you're like, dumping water on it and grabbing the investiture. Like maybe you need to. Maybe uh, <laughs> like it's being charged with autonomy's investiture, and so not anyone can use it. But maybe in the the Aether version of it, it doesn't have that problem because it's not charged from you know the autonomy sun, right? Oh, if you can charge it with like any investiture, sure. yeah. I mean, doesn't Navani do that? Like she charges it with stormlight no. in Rhythm of War. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. We're going to have some stuff to talk about on yes. the Aether episode, uh, may- may- maybe two episodes for all I for all I know. And maybe this is this is honestly getting me more excited for a White Sand Omnibus episode, which will also come out in the next few months. It's like, ooh, mm-hmm. I thought, we, I thought we could do it without spoilers for new stuff. But uh, apparently I, I feel like that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. Never. I don't know, maybe uh, that Aether, if it is an Aether, is like the true like opposite to like the Midnight one, because I assumed it was the Sunlight Aether, like the the one from the Fuses, if mm-hmm. that's its name. Um, but maybe it's this, if it actually is an Aether, because that feels more like truly opposed to Midnight than the Sunlight one does, at least in terms of power. I don't know. They feel opposed in the sense that they are weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I don't think there are going to be opposites, really, in terms of the Aether. And no, if there's 13 exactly. Aethers, they're, not all of them can oh, have opposites. Yeah. What's the opposite of True. red spikes? <laughs> blue... No idea. Shields. Yeah, balls. blue shields. Yeah, blue balls. Blue pillows. You guys, you guys all thought about it. When I heard bone Aether, I was just like, oh, cool. It can, like, make you warp your bones and, like, look like a decor model. Yeah, to be fair, to be <laughs> fair, though... I was just like, bro, here. that's what that does, clearly. Yeah, like, yeah, it could just generate skull moss as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's like, I'm I'm still in skull moss camp. Well, it's like, I I like both theories. Because, like, for the record, I don't think this bone aether is actually an aether. It's just like, it has like superficial like similarities. So, like, people are like wondering, but like, I think the. The symmetry of the twelve primal, twelve aethers, like, is a thing, and and there's not a like a thirteenth moon, right? So like the bone aethers, mm-hmm. the, the bone spores must be weird, right? And not come from mm-hmm. yeah. the whatever lunagree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Oh, the episode is going to be so much fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in, indeed. It's going to be, uh, be so much something for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Red spikes for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. So obviously there's a lot to talk about. Uh like just just so 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 much. Uh we are we are not gonna be for want of podcast ideas, everyone. That will not be challenging after this year uh at all. Uh 
But one thing that we didn't touch on is uh, the audience. Who is Hoyd talking to? And wasn't there like something talking about like in part six ruling the world without an AVR? Well, there there was another line uh, near the end. I think I know what you're talking talking about, but I don't remember what it was. Like uh, about the computer that there was like something talking that Oh, like, uh-huh. like the like, ships, like, this, like the voices in the ship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't. What does that mean? <laughs> what? How's the cosmere developed? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, AI would be very easy for the cosmere to develop. You just let investiture yeah. get sa- sentience, right? So that's not mm-hmm. that weird. Is that AI for? <laughs> Arcanists will differ on that. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, it's it's naturally occurring, so yeah. it's not artificial. So well, yeah. Uh, so mm. like, what are the talking ships? What was the first of the sun thing that you were referring to, Evgeny? Um, so they are. Hoyt is talking about uh, the kind of story that people expect here, and he's like, "Oh, you may have expect." Uh, he's talking about the protagonist, right? You may have expected a story about uh, someone like Linji who traveled around the world without an AVR. Oh, okay. Is what he says. Mm. Yeah, and there which, are a couple of other is, things. Hmm. Yeah, that's hint that, that one and and the the speaking the, the spirits within the ships or whatever it was yeah. are to me like super strong indications that he's talking to like people from First of the Sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe the, I would agree with the that. seafaring theme. Yeah, yeah. There's something else I'm forgetting. And that would fit with if animal familiars are a thing. Oh, AVRs aren't that different to like obviously. I mean, I there might be a type of AVR that but like mm-hmm. that would be something that i think people on the world with avrs would accept as a thing mm-hmm. yeah like that that's that it from a storytelling perspective hoyd's telling it to them because that would make sense to them yeah okay i i, I still don't understand like the 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 ship thing uh because that doesn't seem very skadrian to me you know <laughs> Uh, but there could be lots of different kinds of ships. It could be a Roshoran ship with a spren as some okay. Oh, yeah, you could be oh, okay. Spren uh-huh. ship. A, I don't know. Sure. Personified ships is shard, also a shard ship yeah. like, so. Yeah. 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 It, that. Why not just awaken an entire spaceship or something? <laughs> with, with, and it's a Nalthian <laughs> ship. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Clearly, awakening can do quite a lot more once the tech is really advanced. We are also at a place in the Cosmere timeline where it is possible that multiple magic systems, multiple people, multiple cultures are coming together to like produce things. So we might see, you know, Scadrians with like awakened tech and Fabrial yeah, tech sure. on their spaceships, right? Absolutely. That that's totally true, right? I, I um, did forget yeah. about that AVR line. Uh, so yeah. like, that's a strong indication, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know we've sort of blazed through like a trillion things. Uh, there'll be more uh, eventually. Um, yeah. We got a lot of books coming out. Uh, but any final thoughts right now on trust? I, I did have one. Yes. So I read the afterword. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if anyone else in this call did. But in the afterword, it said the original idea had kites pulling the ships. Do we think this is the like children's kite magic book Brandon has Maybe. talked about? I feel Maybe. like the kites have gotten into a lot of different settings and he's wanted to try and make it work and never could. I <laughs> feel like. Worked. Yeah, because like kite magic was going to be a Hoyd 
apprentice story, yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, and I feel like it was going to be a non-human one. I think the Wob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Hinted at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, that, that that's at least my theory that Brandon's trying mm-hmm. to make the kite magic work, and uh, this this <laughs> is uh, shoving it into whatever. Yeah, it's like maybe I can get it to work here. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have two final thoughts. One mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite line in the book. It's the best one. Oh. A jaw so straight it made other men question if they were. <laughs> Such a good line. Like you know exactly what that looks like in your mind. <laughs> and it's then really good. Yeah. And then the other one is my most. Brandon, what are you talking about? <laughs> line, which is like. Ulam like talk is talking about like oh he's telling you to locate a familiar it's like powerful users of investiture magic if you prefer are often associated with talking animals <laughs> where it's just a combination of like Vin with Tensoon and people having AVRs and yeah. like AVRs don't talk not yet <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe one type can. We don't know. Maybe like, there's a connection in like, whatever language that are, the other people hear. I, I feel talk. like the choice of often <laughs> is a big ask. It's like sometimes associated with talking animals, but often <laughs> the future of the cosmos is going to be wild. Whoa. And apparently David is going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he doesn't like that. I would like to use my final thought to give a shout out to the best dad in the Cosmere. Yes. Mm-hmm. For for being caring and understanding and also going on and doing some advanced fathering mm-hmm. in chapter six or seven or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, good dad, S tier. S tier. And Charlie can now spend time with some, some much needed time with with a good parent at a good yeah. father figure at the end of the book. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other final yeah, My final mm-hmm. uh, thought would be that between this and the lost metal, I think people are finally starting to appreciate Elantrian magic because uh, that's true. Anyone I talked to about it before, you, you'll hear me rant about this on the podcast frequently and particularly in coming episodes once we start covering Stormlight because just constant argument with Cal about this. Mm-hmm. It's so versatile. It's so powerful. Like with an Elantrian that can either get away from the geographic thing or on their home turf, they will beat practically any other magic user in the Cosmere. And I'm glad we finally see proof of that. And I felt incredibly vindicated by these two books. With <laughs> enough been preparation. on that for ages. I yeah. mean, with, I think the caveat with enough time to yeah. prepare, I think like Kelsier can shove a coin between an Elantrian's eyes or like I'm, in their head before they have time to finish drawing. Uh, not without Elomancy, he can't, but That's I see true. your point. Kelsier <laughs> <laughs> in his prime. <laughs> before I mean, he was a yeah. husband who now just goes around creating cult. Oh my god, yeah, the I preparation gotta thing is still a pretty big limitation. Yeah. But I don't know. I think people like they're always like, oh, Mistborn versus Radiance or like all these other magic systems. And they always 
like neglected uh images and at least now it's in the conversation so i'm yeah. glad sure it makes me excited for elaine sequels sometimes yeah. see someone who actually has practice doing aeon door rather than like five minutes of just drawing <laughs> stuff in the air i gotta yeah. i gotta tell you guys about how i think aeon door is like hemolurgy sometime okay cool <laughs> for another time okay yeah no no <laughs> great well why don't we go on to who's that cosmere character This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tian Tom. Mraze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. All right, everyone. Uh, you know how the game is played. You send five clues with the character that those clues correspond to to WTCC at 17shard.com. I read each clue aloud, and after each one, our panelists will have a chance to guess Who's That Cosmere Character? Let's begin. So this first one was sent in by Hexagonal. Clue one. This character is from Roshar. Calvin. <laughs> Why Stop did I Calvin. guess that was going to be the first okay. clue? Mm-hmm. Um, Navani. It's not Navani. Raboniel. It is not Raboniel. Yalb. It is not Yalb. Nice. Like clue that. two. This character is a point of view character. Oh. Mem. It is not Mem. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I'm also going with an interlude character, Sil. It is not Sil. Yim. It is not Yim. Who's Baxil? It is not <laughs> all interlude character. Yeah, no, <laughs> you gotta get the most obscure Roshan viewpoints here. Oh. That's right. Clue three. This character swears by a god. Oh, that's not helpful oh, at all. Yeah, that's literally a good one. <laughs> Taft. It is not Taft. Uh, Sen. It is not Sen. Nice. Deep cut. Yeah. The, the, the Bavland interlude character. <laughs> is, that, is that specific <laughs> enough? Oh, yeah. The, the, in that Zeth interlude, the Bavland one? No, wait, but that wouldn't be a viewpoint. Yeah, but that, it's that's Zeth's Zeth's POV. POV. Yeah, right. Oh, mm-hmm. big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Oh shoot. God, why why are the names just escaping me? Uh this is by the, a god, was that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Shalon's yeah. brother who tears the the, the 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 creatures apart, who has the accent. That guy. Oh, what's his it's, name? It's not Shalon's brother. Yeah. Okay. Non Balat. Yeah, I was like, God, it yeah, starts with a B. I know it starts you. with a B. Ah. I was like, wait, what's the W one? Um, oh my God, I have somebody in my mind that I forgot. <sighs> Let's just go long hanging fruit, Adolin. And it's not Adolin. Clue nice. three. Four, uh, this I character think. has met world hoppers. Uh, it is Ishik. Okay, nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. nice. Okay, okay. And clue five was this is an interlude one. character. Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we knew that. Yeah, we I knew. Was, I, was trying, I was trying to make deft work. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, Kalex Breath. They I guessed deft. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. When? Uh, yeah, the last clue. <laughs> After, like, the swears by a god, I guess, Teft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I was trying to think if there was like somebody who swears adjacent, like physically adjacent to someone considered a god. And I'm like, I can't think of anything. Yeah. 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 But a shik's good. Uh, this was sent in by Archangel on the forum. Nice. Clue one. This character uses investiture. Hoid. It is not Hoid. Nightblood. It is not Nightblood. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Rayodin. It is not Rayodin. Ray I know. It's not Ray I know. <laughs> I am annoyed how similar those names are. Can I just point that out? Do we think they're like siblings, by the way? Maybe. Sure, I I was like, are so. they related? I want them to be twins. Elantrian twins. <laughs> That's sure. Be, sure. Okay. That's my headcanon, too. I like it. Cool. Clue two. This character has a happy disposition. Who's happy, Who's happy in the costume? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Well, that limits it a lot. It really does. It makes you think. Uh, uh, rock. It is not rock. Siri. It is not Siri. That's true. Uh, silk. Oh my god. Okay, I have silk. a guess. I hope it works. Do the spread right, use time. the investiture? <laughs> Would you say Adolin uses investiture when he summons Maya? <laughs> Can try it and see. <laughs> I'm trying to think of happy people in the Cosmere and I'm having trouble. <laughs> Surprisingly hard. Oh, Lopin? It is not Lopin. Oh, that's such a good, that's a good guess mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. I hope my guess holds for next clue. Clue three. This character has a bond. Oh, God. Oh, uh, my God. I don't know um, if I hear a thing works. Oh, what's her name? No. Ian, are we thinking of the same character? No, you'll find out. The will shaper from no, Rhythm of War that goes on the expedition, like, like Zoo, like, uh, yeah, her name is Zoo. Stoneward. Uh, she's a yeah. she's a Stoneward. Yeah. So, oh, Stoneward. Yeah. It is not Zoo. Yeah. Um. thing. The the name escapes me, but like the the other character in Sixth of the Dusk. Not six, but like the woman. Vathi? Vathi. It is Vathi, not yeah. Vathi. It is not Vathi. Yeah, because I was going to guess to Sebron, but the Bond thing. Yeah. Could be that person. Is bonded to his breath. Yeah, I was like, that, that doesn't. <laughs> but I don't okay. think. Or like he, he's bound bond by marriage. Yeah, I was like, no, that's much of a stretch. I, I I have a guess. God, I absolutely don't. I gonna pass. Like I'm I'm totally lost. <sighs> Cursed Grace hosting and making me do this again. <laughs> That's the real reason you wanted to do one. I mean, I don't know. No, no. Okay, no. I'll do this the next one. Technically, on the uses, because I don't know if uses counts, but uh, risen. It is not risen. Clue four. This character has a highly desired talent. Hmm. Alcatraz. Happy <laughs> <laughs> disposition has a bond. Highly desired talent. What was the other one? What was the first one? Uh, you did the investiture. investiture. Oh, okay. Rushu? <laughs> it is not Rushu. Highly desired. This is hard. Yeah, this one's really hard. Because. I have my bookshelves to look at this time. I know. 
Evgeny does, though. What are even highly desired talents in the Cosmere? I'm still like hung up on happy disposition. I know, I know, me too. Like that, that ruins everything. Happy disposition and has a bond, like a combination yeah, of those I know. two. I'm I'm trying to think of people with Sion bonds, you know? Yeah. I I, I almost guessed I a Sion. I did fact check happy disposition. I didn't check the books, but happy disposition is exact copper mind wording. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Because I was like, I feel like I've used some terms, but that makes no sense with the bond thing or uses investiture or highly desired talent. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I use similar words to describe Max, but none of the other clues work, so I'm not yeah. going to listen. I, I don't know what a highly desired talent might be. Yen. It is not Yen. No, Tien. No, Tien. It's not Tien. I just assumed that there was some Aeon named Ian. That <laughs> that's what I know as well. Yeah. yeah it is not Tien. That's Aeon. Aeon Aishi. I mean, it's not, not Aeon, Aeon Aishi. It is not, it is not the Sion Aishi. I think I'm just going to pass because I can't think of anything. really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, clue five. This character can fly. <laughs> Brandon's magic system that doesn't really even narrow it down that much. Cokerly. It is Cokerly. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. The bird. Yeah. Six of the dusk. Well, I was hopeless on this one, so that's fine. Yeah, I don't know why my mind kept turning to white sad that I'm like, wait, does any of the characters have a happy disposition? But the bond thing just, I was like, no, that makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little hell bond. Yeah. Mm hmm. No, we held on. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All but right. they wouldn't know that to send this question. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah, to know no, that. They wouldn't. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this last one is from our Who's That Cosmic Character Priority queue, And you can, for, for as, as little as $10 a month, you can submit things toward the priority queue and get them read eventually. Uh, sooner than the regular one, that's for sure. <laughs> a uh, lucrative proposition. Cool. Yeah, I wonder how long it's going to take us to get to secret project things. Mm. But it's going to be just a huge like margin of new characters. Yep. Guess uh, with that. This, this one is no. from Cyprian Wiley. Uh, clue one. This character lies. Raiden. It's not Raiden. Paul. Uh, and it's not Palm. Shalon. It's not Shalon. <laughs> Hoid. It's not Hoid. Clue two, this character smiles. This definitely wants us to get to the lawn, <laughs> but we already did. So. Yeah, you already did. <laughs> no, it's like wanting us to guess Kelsier, but I refuse. Nice. <laughs> I don't like the second clue. Ruin. It's not Ruin. I don't know, Kaladin. It's not Kaladin. Raise. It's not Raise. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to get him out of the way, Kelsier. It's not Kelsier. Clue Good. three, this character claims to have a secret weapon. Oh. Secret weapon. Secret weapon. <laughs> it's like I'm getting caught up on the smiles. So I feel like most characters smile in passing, but I feel like it has to yeah. be more to their character. 
Hmm. Also, now I think I think this was clearly pointing us in Kelsier's direction, but we yeah. also got that out of the way. Hmm. Yeah. Lopen. It's not Lopen. Teravangian. It's not Teravangian. Oh, that's a good one. Not happy about it. <laughs> um, Blushweaver. It's not Blushweaver. I'm gonna blush. Oh. That was White a good guess. ale brewed with orange peel, lemon peel, and coriander. Huh. Coriander quartz. <laughs> you mean you mean that you mean that's the lunch beer? The, the claim to have a secret weapon is what's tripping me up. Yeah, that's not surprising. I don't know. I'm not happy with this, but light song, I guess. It's not light song. I don't know. Clue four. Okay. This character is young. I'm gonna start ignoring clues. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I mean, like that totally gets rid of the clue, and I was like, "There's no way the thing I was thinking of counts as young." Like, even if we go like. What does count as young in yeah, the grand yeah. scheme of cosmos? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think young. Yeah, compared to Hoid. What does it mean to be young? Uh, Ellen? Maybe not Ellen. It's not Ellen. Uh, Lift. It's not Lift. TN. It's not TN. I don't know what a secret weapon would be, but maybe something in passing to Kaladin. Mm, yes. Yeah. We guessed Lift. Yeah. Gox? Nope. Clue five. This character did not return from a journey on a ship. Yald. Nope. There will there will See, be a sex clue. The only thing I can think of right now is Tress. There, there, there will be a bonus like, oh, clue. Obviously, it's not gonna be. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of Sally, but there will be a bonus clue. If it Ian is stumped, might be ignoring some of the clues. But Raithen? It's not Raithen. Very much not young. Yeah, he's not young. He's not, yeah, he's not young, but <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm stumped. I have no idea what this could be. Smiles, lies, young. The, the ship. Oh. oh, he. What was the exact wording of the last one? Uh this character did not return from a journey on ship. So, did they not return from the journey, or did they not return on the ship, and maybe they walked home? Who knows. Uh, they did not return from the journey. How about that? I didn't expect to give I would not have given a clarification. Oh, of course you know. Well, no, you. Eric is nicer than you. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can bully him more. Yeah. Um, that would be helpful, you know? Kind of. Kenton. It's not Kenton. Oh, is this Vathi? It's not Vathi. Clue oh. four. Or, sorry, bonus clue six is this character is from one of the secret novels. <laughs> Oh my god, are you kidding me? Charlie. It is Charlie. Hey, this was sent in in April, and I've been waiting for so long to do this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. And obviously, they can only use the Charlie stuff in the first chapters. Yeah, they. they, Sorry for the very long wait. Usually, the priority queue comes faster, but in this specific case, I had to wait till the book came out. I felt so confident that that I got it with Vathi at the end with like her secret stuff from the the spaceship. Yeah, no, that's that is good. Uh, Except it's from Charlie, and uh, so it's a good one. That was good. (laughs) That was good because you're like, there's no way it could be trust stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I kept thinking about this. I was like, how could this be trust? Like, yes, it's priority queue. Those come faster, but there are other things on the priority queue. This has been the first one on the priority for a long time that I'm just like, 
I'll wait till the Tress episode. Then I will definitely <laughs> do this on the Tress episode. And see, when it's too new, you think that it's just been so far back that it can't possibly be a new character. I yeah, mean, there's been preview chapters. But like, as soon as we know it's an option. Yep. 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 Gotta mm. keep your eyes open. <sighs> All right. But now I'm loading a Supreme Riley on Discord. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you can find us on uh, 17chart.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. We also have a great Discord server with tons of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk on things. Plenty of new books coming out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes and you can support our Patreon for as little as a dollar. Uh, there will be... Um, I think our next art poll will be uh, trust things, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. So. If you are a patron during the first week of February, you will get to vote on a trust piece for us to commission. Yep. Uh, that said, they posted the art so uh, from this book, so we can actually put it on the copper mind, which is very nice. Including the dragon with weird legs. Including yeah. <laughs> the dragon with weird legs. Yeah. Still don't have the lost metal art up, but you know, hey. Um, no. Lost metal doesn't even have a section on the website. Nope. Uh, cool. And yeah, we'll see you all next time for either. So this, this is what's going to happen next. Either there will have been a Tress spoiler Q&A live stream, in which case we will definitely do that. Or our next episode will be an Aether episode. Okay, okay. Uh, so it'll, it will be one of those two. Uh, I, I would sure. I mean, I, I imagine Brandon will be doing the spoiler streams for these secret projects, but when? Yeah. Yeah, the, the question, question is when? Yeah. I don't know. It might not be this yeah. coming week. It might be after. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. So we'll see you all next time bye 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 Peace. call